wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 286 of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week, we're talking all about the first clip of The Last of Us HBO show. We're going to be talking about how Embracer is seemingly buying the entire video game industry and the Lord of the Rings IP. We're going to be recapping the entire Gamescom opening night live and so much more. But with all that said, and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? Nailed it. You did. You nailed it. It's fantastic. First time. Um, first time. And for real, for everybody. Real. First time. Uh, I'm I'm all right. Yeah? Kyle. I'm okay. I had a bummer of a weekend. Uh, if I'm honest, and I won't get, I won't harp on it too much. A little sad today. Don't know why. Just sad. Why are you harshing my vibes, Kyle? <laughs> you asked me how it was. I am a truth teller, sir. I will never... <laughs> Uh, you know, fake it till I make it kind of thing. I will let people know how it, what's going on in yeah. Kyle land. I like, I like, I'm like, I'm bringing the hype. We got all so, so much oh, excitement. I, I, I'm I like, how are you? And you're like, a little sad. I, it was an hour and a half drive home today. That's I, I, uh, I'll get into it. Don't worry. <laughs> Sam Kyle will, will be gone for a little Patreon.com slash PS for <laughs> the adventures of Sad Kyle. We're going to do it. Yeah. Kyle, listen. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I, I, I don't care about your sad misadventures. I don't care about how your root canals went. Uh-huh. I only care about your thoughts on the Last of Us TV show clip. Because, guys, real talk, usually the first five minutes of the show, it's like, haha, jokes. We're getting into Ooh, the. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want to just start the show with this. With this bit of news. We got to see. The first clip, the first, uh, you know, series of, of scenes to hype us up for The Last of Us HBO show uh, was one of their sizzle reels uh, right before you got into the Game of it Thrones. Ended it. And it ended it. It ended it, which it, we've known for a while now, Kyle. HBO really does believe that this is their, not to say mm-hmm. next Game of Thrones, because Game of Thrones is so phenomenal. But, like, mm-hmm. this is, like, their next Westworld. Like, mm-hmm. this is... This is this is their leftovers. So Chernobyl. Chernobyl even. Uh I know we can overanalyze a 20 second trailer. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. But let's just go into the first question. Stingray X writes in with Pedro's and Bella's success in TV slash cinema, how do you feel their portrayal of Joel and Ellie? will bring to a new audience in The Last of Us TV show. 20 seconds, Kyle. Your impressions of Pedro as Joel, you know, Bella as as Ellie. Take it away. Uh, so, uh, audience, my uh, Go XLR doesn't work, so I can't believe it. It's f***ing perfect. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It, it's just, uh, again, 20 seconds. The moment the trailer started and I knew how much HBO it has faith in it because it ended that sizzle reel and all that amazing stuff beforehand and hearing Pedro talk as Joel and sounds exactly like Troy in the game and just seeing the flannel and seeing him run through the streets with, with Sarah and I'm getting goosebumps just mentally watching the trailer right now as I'm talking about it. Like I am going to be an emotional wreck. It, 
I think I I think I told you that I want to do a, a, a watch along thing and like a live review kind of thing. What we used to do with MCU with The Last of Us. Um, I'm so ready and I'm so excited for people to who don't play games to watch this and be like, holy crap, this is a game. Yes. That's what I'm so excited for. People to understand why this is my favorite game of all time. Of all time. Yeah. Um, same. Because when you're like, I'm going to be oh, an emotional Nick, wreck. Nick Offerman as Bill. Are you kidding me? He didn't say any words. Just took on, oh, my God. <laughs> you're like, yep, Perfect. that's Bill. <laughs> that's um, Bill. <laughs> yeah, no. The the great thing about like watching this 20 seconds, I was watching it with my whole family as we were getting ready to watch a Game of Thrones, right? And I said... Midway through, I go, oh, my God, I'm going to f-ing cry. <laughs> and they didn't understand. They're like, Joe, this is what? It's like you look at each scene that they're portraying. You know exactly if you're a hardcore Last mm-hmm. of Us fan, mm-hmm. what is taking place and how heavy those scenes are that that's yep. going on. Like, you know, with Sarah, the conversation before they had to what wash it or, or their you no know, before they had to the university, all that stuff, um, or the hospital, you know, all that stuff. It's like, oh yeah, like he's training her with the gun, like all these moments that we know out of those just flash twenty seconds. I'm like, this is they're doing it. They're doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have faith, I, and it's I, silly because yeah. we only saw twenty seconds. But it's it's I I have no doubt in my mind that they respect what the last of us is Mm -hmm. and they're going to treat it with all the love and care as possible. And it also helps that Neil was a part of it. Yeah. uh, Bringing it to the screen. Exactly. So I have no doubt. And I'm going to say it now. Probably going to be the best video game adaptation of all time. I'm Better than Sonic? Now. But yes, get that sh- get that out of here. Last <laughs> uh, doesn't need chili dogs. Yeah. <laughs> or James Marsden. <laughs> I'm just I, I'm the the first again, 20 seconds. Yeah. I've been playing it over and over again. It's my new Kenobi standoff. It's like mm-hmm. I made a joke about it on Twitter. I'm like, I've been staring at this for you know, five hours. <laughs> it really has been on. It, it also helps because the music too, right? It yeah. sounds like, um, oh my God, Gustavo. Yeah. I, I can't remember his last name, but it just, whew, it's everything. It's and the I, whole package. And I, and I can't stress this enough because, you know, the, is it worth a $70 um, argument that then people will get that exact copy for free? We'll, we'll, we'll start on Twitter. Um, you know, the question of how do you feel their portrayal of Joel and Ellie will bring a new audience to The Last of Us? Like, Stingray. Like, this is what I've been trying to say. Like, this remake is great and all. And I'm really excited for it. I'm going to be playing it. Hell, I saw so many people go, oh, after watching this 20 seconds, going, yeah, I feel like playing this game again. Oddly right? enough. Yeah. Oddly yeah, enough. Exactly. Oh, it's funny how that works. But, like, <laughs> you now have a new audience staring at this property in a whole new way. This yeah. is why this remake exists. And I feel like I'm shaking a toddler when I'm saying it. <laughs> it's like, just understand that not everything has to be for you, that this product is for the person that's watching the show or mm-hmm. someone who wants to revisit it after watching the show. 
Um, exactly. This is this is synergy. This is why it's happening. And uh, now I can understand it because now I've seen screenshots and like you know the 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 nostalgia glasses are are off for a second. Going, oh yeah, okay, the PS3 version. I get it. <laughs> right. Yep. So again, when it comes to the remake talk, does it need to exist? I would argue that it does. It does need to exist because you're going to show a ga- a show alongside what this game is to a modern consumer that doesn't know nor care about how game engines evolve over the span of 10 years or what mm-hmm. a game evolves over the, the, the you know span of 10 years graphically. They don't care. They just mm-hmm. want it to look pretty. And so to me, I, yeah, you want to, if, if you're going to show off the Model T, might as well put a new polish on a new coat of paint on it, you know? Mm-hmm. That said, Katie writes Katie. in. And she asks, the 20 slash 30 second, uh, uh, seconds that we saw of The Last of Us show really got me emotional. So God knows what I'm going to be like when they drop a trailer next month. I'm calling it Outbreak Day. It's happening. Uh, my question, what new scenes, if any, do you think will make it into the show? Or do you think this will be an exact replica of the game? As always, stay safe. And Kyle, hope your recovery from the root canal uh, went well. Love you guys. Thanks, Katie. And thanks, everyone, for, for showing me love about it. Yeah, it went for, fine. Except for me. Except for you. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Fuck your sadness. There's another oh! problem that I'm not muting. <laughs> oh, my God. Please don't give me a one star. Okay. So, Kyle. <laughs> Sorry, Earthy Jesus, Mom. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's a deep cut. <laughs> Kyle. Yeah. Um, I think what the, again, just 20 seconds, some screenshots. I I hope that this isn't just like a one for one of the game to show. I want this show to be different in some aspects and it will be, there's new characters added to the show as well. Mm-hmm. So like the way this, this story will be told will be also different. I can't even say slightly, it may be very, but what I want it to do Unlike, and I'm going to be critical, Xbox people, don't attack me. I wanted to at least respect the source material. You could go off your own direction, but at least respect it, which I feel like the Halo show really did not for me as a longtime Halo fan. Um, From the first episode, I was lost, right? So Mm -hmm. I as long as it understands what the DNA of the last of us is and then starts going in its own directions, depending on maybe a character lives or dies. That's great. But I feel like the foundation of like how these characters are introduced, their trauma, those things need to stay the same Mm -hmm. or cannot veer that much. That makes sense. (laughs) What about you, Kyle? As far as like new scenes, or I, I mean, we know Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker are in this show. Ellie's mom and dad, I'm calling it. Yep, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yep. Um, so I'm very excited to see that. If they add anything that wasn't in the game, and do we know how many episodes this is going to ten. be? It is ten. Okay, I could totally see them doing an episode. All about what I think a lot of people wanted as DLC. Okay. I want to know about Ish. Oh. That whole little side story of that other little mm-hmm. community in the sewers that yeah. you come across in, in the main game and you find Ish's letters. And I can see them doing a whole episode of what went down there. 
because that is also very deep and dark and all messed up. Yeah, if, if you read all those letters and pay attention to that environment, which you will with the remake, and oh man, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> I could see them doing a whole episode on that side story. Yeah, of like and elsewhere, this also is going down type of thing. Yeah, but I, I also don't want them. I can also see them not wanting to stray too far from Pedro and Bella, and still make this a Joel and Ellie thing, which yeah. I think they are, but I could see them adding some of those other side stories and flesh them out a little bit yeah. more. I feel like the, the <clears throat> this first season is the last of us part one and then season two, three, four are them after that. You know, there's a Do whole one, big... four seasons though. Yes. Really? <laughs> four four <sighs> seasons in a movie. Let's do it. Um, you know, well, as many as they want, but I do Joel see this as a long in the morning. <laughs> I do see them like this being a long term thing for HBO and maybe something they can do with Game of Thrones, like have these little various spin-offs. But I don't want sure. them to walking deadify it. If that yeah, makes that's what I'm, that's well. what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Yep. Uh so yeah, that's our initial impressions of the Last of Us TV show clip. Look at us. We made ten minutes out of twenty seconds. That's pure talent. I don't care who says otherwise. And a little bit of housekeeping before we really kick this show off, just to let y'all know, this Saturday, August 27th, if you're listening, noon, join us for the Trophy Room Community Stream Day. We're streaming all sorts of games, whether it's a Fall Guys, a Fortnite. I heard Rumbleverse is a thing that we need to try it. All types of games and events over at twitch.tv slash PS Trophy Room and some awesome, cool major announcements that we'll be sharing with y'all over the weekend. So make sure to check that out. Link in the description for all that stuff. And a little bit of housekeeping before we really kick this show off. That is our Patreon pitch. Just to let everybody know, the reason why we look so great, sound so good, is because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. That's why we always say, if we ever got you through a long car ride, a tough day at home, whatever your work situation really uh, is, it definitely means a lot if you throw a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. And we got a whole ton of new and recurring uh, patrons this week. If I missed the name, Please let me know, and I'll rectify that for next week's show. But Stingray X, Jonas Young, Ryan Messano, uh, Stephen McKenzie, and J.D. Dellinger are our newest patrons. Thank you all so much. I want to thank our platinum producers, Todd Berwitz and Toxic. I want to thank our gold members, Too Soon, Gavin Gottfried, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master, and Metal Kirby, Stephen Flesh, Doth, Simon the Pie Man. Chaotic Monkey, and Shubles and Bits. I want to thank our Silver Plus members, Awesome Days, Dave, Hayden Doors, Marcus O'Neill, JB the Purple Monkey, Jados Von Metal, Tim Olf, Justin Rodriguez, Cypher Primus, Captain Logan, Brenton Zachary, K. Grimm, Rick Arrington, Dewane Raksha, The Good Sir, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Drellish, Foolish Fuji, Annie Daynow, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, the Lord Commander Kogi, Elo2032, Jinx, the 34th? Bur- Bubble Boy N7, Jesse Garcia, Hambone, The Aztec King, Millennial Falcon Gaming, Stone Cold ET, Astronaut Junior, not to be confused with Astronaut Senior, Green Gorilla Gamer, Katie Stubbs, and M9 Prime. Thank you all so much for your generosity. It definitely means the world. It's the reason why we're not shelling out a, a Harry's ad. Okay? Only reason. 
It's because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. And because you know what? When you're shaving your head with a Harry's razor, always, all the time, the edge just snaps. And I'm afraid I'm going to cut myself. I'm going to nick myself. It's like the little rubber. What, what? Why is that even there? Get some better material, Harry, Harry's. And maybe we'll show. Maybe. <laughs> or the uh, Dollar Shave Club still a thing? I think so. Manscape sending us another ad read again. What's that? Can we hit up Loot Box or Loot Crate? Are they still alive? I think so. <laughs> All right. Is Purple we'll Mattress? the only one to bring them back. Is Purple Mattress still a thing? I think so. You know, there's fibers in those beds that give you cancer. I, I, you breathe I, I, them in. That. They got purple dust. Turns your skin fucking purple. <laughs> It'll turn into one of the, the McDonald's guy. What was the Gilgamesh? Grimace? Grimace. Gilgamesh. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why we'll never get an ad read. Oh. oh, goodness gracious. But seriously, Dollar Shave Club, please stop asking. All right, everybody. Kyle, it's time. Before we get into. The roundup that is opening night live, which as of recording, how this episode is going to work. I should note this as well. Yeah, Too yeah, excited because yeah. of the last of us stuff. Um, we have not watched opening night live. Nope. So we're going to read the news and then we're going to stop. We're going to watch opening night live. And if you're a patron at patreon.com slash room, you get to see our live reactions over on Patreon. And then we're going to come back. You won't even know this because of the power of editing. And then we'll give our live reacts to the show. So with that said, Kyle, it's time to square up the news. First bit of news that needs to be squared up is coming from Jonathan Lee over in the Washington Post. Embracer Group adds a precious IP with Lord of the Rings. Swedish video game publisher and media holding company Embracer Group announced its acquisition of eight properties this week, including Middle Earth Enterprises, which controls the intellectual property licensing rights to the Lord of the Rings franchise. Those rights were previously held by the Saul Zaentz Company, which licensed out the property to New Line Cinema for Peter Jackson's celebrated Lord of the Rings film trilogy. While Embracer Group does not own Lord of the Rings, those rights are still owned and managed by the Tolkien estate, it does mean that Embracer now holds sway over any Lord of the Rings material adapted into different mediums, such as film, television, board games, theme parks, and of course, video games. Embracer also offered a window into some possible future adaptations of Lord of the Rings with films focused on specific characters, per the press result press release quote other opportunities including exploring additional movies based on iconic characters such as gandalf aragorn Gollum, galadriel awen and other characters from the literary works of jrr tolkien and continue to provide new opportunities for fans to explore this fictive world through merchandising and other experiences end quote Embracers did not specify the acquisition price for Middle Earth Enterprises alone, but estimated the total cost of all eight acquisitions at $780 million. Some of the other companies that Embracer added during its buying spree include Tuxedo Labs, maker of the game's Teardown, Limited Run Games, a distributor of rare physical copy video games, Tripwire Interactive, makers of Killing Floor and uh, Maneater, Tatsujin, Zero Wing, the source of early 2000s English meme, all your base belong to us. This is business as usual for Embracer. The holding company has been pursuing a prolific acquisition campaign since 2018, buying up video game studios, publishers, and IPs. Embracer now holds reign over a number of venerable video game franchises such as Borderlands, Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, and Thief. 
Alongside Lord of the Rings, Embracer also has a respectable multimedia footprint through its ownership of Umbrella Academy, Sin City, 300, and Hellboy via Dark Horse Media. And in an update from Jason Schreier on Twitter, the highly anticipated Star Wars KOTOR remake has been moved from Texas-based Aspire Media to a Saber Interactive studio in Eastern Europe. Parent company Embracer hinted at the transition last week, and Bloomberg ner- News can confirm it today. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Trier is a nerd. All right, Kyle, listen. A respectable one that would block me if I said that on Twitter about him because he's very fragile. Um, Kyle? Joe? This sucks. Yeah. And this sucks for, I think, you hurt for a different reason. I hurt for a yeah. different reason. Mm-hmm. We're seeing Embracer now own upwards of number of, 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 of publishers um, like THQ, for example, um, Deep Silver, another. And I know I'm forgetting another one. Uh, Gearbox. Gearbox. And I, you just mentioned one. You just mentioned one. Uh, Saber Interactive. Yeah. They own over 120 studios. And I know like people are like, oh. Not we're- to mention, like I said, it Dark Horse Comics. Yeah. Which is huge <laughs> a lord of the ring that means yeah. something to people yeah, now yeah, yeah. that property is weird because amazon's that tv show don't worry it's it's still going to be a thing uh the 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 movies that you know wb mm-hmm. have done what about that golem game let's not talk about it so <laughs> <laughs> so like it, those things are fine if you're excited about that don't worry nothing's happening but this is a company that owns 120 studios and again like you talk about like consolidation in the industry is this a good thing is this a bad thing are there going to be growing pains and i think that's what this one is growing pains but this is why this consolidation worries me it doesn't worry me like how microsoft's buying activision blizzard as much 120 studios my question is like how are you going to manage that what is the goal what is your ROI. What is what what is your return on investment of these things? And are you going to be good shepherds of these products? And my answer is I don't think so. I don't know. You know, it's it's so like take a look at the Saints Row reviews, right? Right now, uh Agents of Mayhem, as of recording, was reviewing better than what was supposed to be the thing that brought this franchise back. Right now, it's on mm-hmm. Open Critic sitting at a 67. Uh, mm. This game is, from what I've seen and what I've heard, a buggy mess. And the preview that people were pretty hopeful for was the beginning of the game. And after you get outside of the preview, things look way less polished. I saw T poses and like dual standoffs, and then the body does a flip in the air. I've saw I've seen like text boxes that say insert massive text here smaller text underneath or just i think it was oh, i forgot their name uh but they tried to steal a bus and they couldn't mm. they kept going in the bus throwing the bus driver out but then it would spit you out of the bus <laughs> it was like 30 seconds of them trying to steal it and it couldn't happen it so this so game weird. is riddled with bugs it's painfully mediocre from what reviews are saying um and when you're like, okay, are you going to be a good shepherd? Look at this. And it goes, and I mean, just take a look at what they've done to my boy, which is, you know, Star Wars with Knights of the Old Republic. 
It's in disarray right now. Aspire is handing it off to the Saber Interactive folks. Um, I believe the people that made Time Shift, which great and all. And from what I've been told from the Xbox era guys, they helped with the uh, the Halo Master Chief collection, which is great now. Was a mess when it launched. So like, <laughs> to me, I'm just looking at all this going, how much faith are you going to actually treat, or, or how much faith do I have in you that you're going to treat the Lord of the Rings with respect? And then I hear you're going to make Gandalf spinoff, an Aragorn spinoff, Golem spinoff. Mm-hmm. Why do we want any of this? Yeah, I don't know, Kyle. This bums me out so much. It it does bum me out, and I'm just kind of like looking at all their different gaming publishers and and studios that they have under their their umbrella, and they're just they are all over the world. Yeah, and like you said, it's not like like Ubi has a ton all over the place. Yeah, but this dwarfs Ubi. And like it, probably by what three times, three Absolutely. four times, something like that. I'm worried that all these studios are going to get the love and care that maybe a fraction of these were like, are right. I, like I feel like not to mention not to mention limited run, right? Like that is my yeah. jam. So why that does is, that bum you out? So why obviously does that bum I have me concerns out? Sure. because it seems like quality control outside of a few studios, yeah. um, it seems to be all over the place. Yeah, Why does it, it bum you out for limited run? Because to me, this means like they're just going to infuse them, hopefully with more cash. Yes. So, yeah, that is the positive of it all. Mm-hmm. But I could totally see Embracer be like, oh, only do our games. Right. Don't don't go out and do these beloved indies like you have been doing. You're You're now locked into our ecosystem and the 120 studios or whatever it is. Only make those digital only ones physical from our house, right? Like, mm. I feel like that. I, I just don't want their quality of what their whole thing is about to dip at all just because they have a now gigantic quote unquote dad now <laughs> who, who's who's giving you rules. And yeah. I want them to be their weird self, like their E3 show. They shouldn't have an E3 show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're literally just a mm-hmm. physical game media selling thing. It's so weird and quirky, and I love it so much, and I'm afraid that is going to change. I don't want their, at the end of the day, what they are, their the fabric of their being. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to change just because they've been bought out for a lot of money. So what you're telling me is, like, you're worried that their focus is going to be like, hey, you know, we're, they're going to move away from doing weird limited run stuff of like Jinx the Cat and Gex the Gecko. Yeah, and, and then we're go only towards... going to get Goat Simulator physically. <laughs> and like things yeah. under Embracer. Like uh, that that bumps me out. I mean, bit. that that's true. And I, and I, but also like if you are, and now this is me trying to be, you know, positive. If you are Embracer, you're like, we have all these franchises and IP. Sure. And obviously, like, that's why you're going after uh, Crystal D. That's why you're going after Eidos. Um, you have these remarkable IP. Let's make some limited run stuff of Tomb Raider. That's sure to sell, right? So if you're if you're Embracer, that makes sense that way. But I definitely understand where you're coming from, where it's just like, but the thing that made limited run feel special was it was something of its own. It was its own weird yeah. little entity. Yeah. Right? 
and that it, yeah, they were they were doing the the good work where they were preserving f- games mm. digital games putting them in a physical form so they are preserved for as long as as the cartridges stay alive kind of yeah. thing so the fact that they are now under an embracer like you said what if they just do different versions of tomb raider and Fair. different versions of like maybe they're going to use them as a way to be like the next borderlands game collector's edition only through limited run games yeah. i'm not going to them for their big triple a games we're going there for their small indie games that are hard to come by and that i love so much like my celeste collector's edition that's a limited run thing I, yeah. i'm afraid they're going to lose that kind of specialness to it and it, so and i don't want to be overly negative because I, again I, i'm just yeah. seeing i i may be an emotional little boy because of the handling of knights of the old republic and the handling of saints row 2 ip that i really do enjoy mm-hmm. but like from what i hear from crystal dynamics inside source everybody uh that they they like this what they've seen right now they like what if it Embracer works for the studios them. i'm happy for them yeah. yeah it's just my worry is scope right mm-hmm. it's like you the question is like you have 120 studios how do you manage them all are there ones that are going to get special treatment because the ip that they hold like a crystal dynamics or idos you would have thought yeah a borderlands you would have thought aspire um, or are you letting them manage themselves? And maybe this is, maybe that could be part of the problem as well, where it's just like, hey, we're buying these publishers so that they do the managing for us and we could kind of just take a step back and fuse them with mm-hmm. cash, make them bigger and whatever we do outside that. That could very much be the case. Man, it just worries me that they have such a beloved property like, the Lord of the Rings, and the first thing we hear from them is we're going to make, you know, spinoffs to, to characters that character. had definitive mm-hmm. endings. Yeah, and and that's the thing that that worries me is like the Lord of the Rings are going to be handed off to um, studios that I hate to be mean, but like can't take the mantle of a Lord of the Ring and kind of hurt that ip because of it and again you saw that with with knights of the old republic so it's not even out of the realm of possibility that hey you hand this ip to a studio that has a vision but doesn't have the talent behind it to execute on it that's the thing that i'm worried about like it it bums me out that we were not going to get another i'm trying to think it's monolith right made the shadow of war games yep the mortar games like it bums me that that is now up in the air or will ever get that kind of game again well yeah, yeah the second one had microtransaction issues but they whatever. fixed them i will say they fixed them okay, they, i didn't play it but I, I remember having a good time with shadow of mordor i thought yeah. it was very very cool and obviously the nemesis system is huge oh, but the, the fact that we're in danger of them not taking advantage of that ip and that yeah. system and and getting lord of the rings games like that and now embrace is going to be like all right 2k you make a lord of the rings game with loot yeah. like i don't know i don't know <laughs> i mean the one thing limited run could do but this licensing and all that and it's ea the lord of the rings return of the king game though made by visceral ooh, it's good limited run Let's go. Let's get on this. But, but that's the that. thing, though. Let's it put has that on to, a box, and I'll, I'll buy it. It has to be a digital game, though. 
already. Oh, it has to be like so. Okay, it's <sighs> it's a digital. Yeah, yeah. They, they they don't just make physical games again. Just All right, Aspire port that game on PS5. <laughs> <laughs> Joe needs it. Joe needs it bad. Joe yeah. needs his fix. Um, but yeah, that's 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 where I am at, man. I'm just worried that a beloved IP, this the likes of the Lord of the Rings, is just gonna get hurt again. I feel uh, like we are dangerously about. close <laughs> to a Avengers Endgame situation <laughs> where Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation are coming out of the portals. Yeah, to assemble the fight embracer that is Thanos and his army. <laughs> and his, his <laughs> because they they are they are the the last standing force before Embracer takes over everything. Yeah, because because well, are we going to live in a future where just Embracer owns everything? <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's the, that. <laughs> I yeah no, yeah. but like. How much money? Where Where's this money coming from? <laughs> and that's the thing I feel like people ought to be a little concerned about that I think we didn't think about when we were talking about Tomb Raider being you know sold off mm-hmm. and, all, and all that. It's like, where's this money coming from Embracer? Part of it's from the Saudi government. You know, some of it is from outside sources that we don't particularly like to align ourselves with. Um, what is the return on investment for them? That is my only question. What is your goal here? It's cool when the CEO comes out and says, we're not talking NFTs. We're actually talking about real games. That's cute. Yeah. But when I see Saints Row, take a hit. And maybe your argument's like, well, they were sold in between development. That's great. And that's a stellar argument. But I would then argue... Yeah, a lot of a lot of games were were sold in the middle of, or sorry, a lot of studios were sold in the middle of a yeah. or making games in the middle of an acquisition like your Bethesda's uh, yeah. with Deathloop and I would, Psychonauts with Double Fine, which mm-hmm. is always weird that Double Fine's owned by Xbox now. What a get! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I would argue those that, games that, are stellar. Still, yeah, I would argue just give Saints Row more of a delay. Then it, it feels like again the Embracer CEOs, whoever's in charge, was like, push it out, let's get it out. Let's right. just make as much money as possible and let's wash our hands of it. Yeah. Kind of situation. The, the the first the first big swing from Embracer has been a miss. And I, I uh-huh. think it's just it's a worrying sign. That said though, yeah. Kyle, I want to talk about a hopeful sign. I want to yeah. just, you know, sometimes when I'm taking a look at the news, I just want to put on a VR headset and escape to a brand new world. But guess what? VR, at least PSVR, very old. It's got dust in the lenses, and I'm too lazy to clean them. I never got that adapter for PS5. (laughs) I do. It's dangling somewhere. (laughs) I don't know where it is. But Kyle, soon, PSVR 2, take it away. Rebecca Smith from PS Lifestyle writes, PSVR 2 release date window finally confirmed for next year. Sony has finally confirmed that all of the rumors have been saying for a while that PSVR 2 headset release date window is not until 2023. The PSVR 2 headset release date window is early 2023, according to a tweet published by many regional PlayStation Twitter accounts, including the UK, Canada, Japan, France, New Zealand, Australia, and LATAM. Is that a place? Latin American. Um, Oh, thank you. Latin America. Uh, This lines up with many of the rumors that have been persisting for months that suggested the device would not be arriving until 2023. Sony is apparently targeting an initial shipment of 1.5 million units, which is more than the 1 million units of PS5 consoles shipped within the first eight months of its life cycle. Kyle, I I knew you would be like, is that a thing? (laughs) We took a look at Latin Dam. (laughs) 
Yeah, I was like, Latum? What? Latum? I'm pretty sure I know my countries and regions. I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard it referenced like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, a few times, a few times. That being said, gotcha. though, and Johnson writes in. He goes, one. Oh, he's got two questions. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, Johnson. All right. Uh, about the PSVR 2, what would you, well, sorry, what would be a title or two you wish would cross to VR? Go grand and and think of a game you wish were a part of a world like Ready Player One or Sar- Sword Art Online. What is that, Kyle? If I want to be part of like Ready Player One. But what's Sword um, Art Online? Oh, that's RPG. I'm sorry. You're breaking up a little bit on my end. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, Sword Art Online is a massive RPG. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. is, is it an anime? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. All right. So what... <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. Um, I'm out of touch. It's Kyle. either wait, it's either an RPG or an anime. Ah, uh, it's either one of the two. Could be both. Who knows? Could, could be. Hey, look at us. Uh, we're in the weebs. <laughs> we're in the weebs. <laughs> we're in the weebs. I will. I will. I will look while you you, you answer this question. What is a Ready Player One world you want to visit? Uh, it's hard for me not to say Horizon, but we're already getting a Horizon game. Um. I mean, yeah, it'd be dire. I would love to be in the Final Fantasy VII world, be in Midgar and Gold Saucer, and I think that'd be cool. What are you doing? I'm Why are you squinting, squinting like this? I looked it up, and I have more questions than answers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's an anime, but there's also like games too. Oh, okay, okay, all right, I figured. Cool, cool, um, cool. Look at if, if there hello are... youth, <laughs> hello youth. Um, as far as like a title that I wish would cross over to VR, uh-huh. give me an Uncharted VR game. Ooh, climbing up mountains and whatnot, and and like treasure hunting, going okay. into caverns and 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 stuff like that. Give me a as close to Indiana Jones as possible. That okay, cool. I was actually thinking Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Is it because of, like I know I'm going to hell that I chose Grand Theft Auto? Did you ever try out the first person mode in five? I did. You want to hear a funny? Because you it was know, weird. I think I've said this on the show, but like you know, you can hire a yes woman of uh-huh. the night in first yeah. person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what? I, you know who I brought in the room? Your mom. Well, yeah, I, I brought in my mom. <laughs> and go look what I could do in this video game. And, it, and like she talked while the act was happening, like the lady. Um, and my mom's like, how does she say that with all that? <laughs> I was like, oh, mom, whoa. Whoa. Oh, my mom's yeah. cool. All right. Anyway, <laughs> but Grand Theft Auto, I don't know why, but I think of like the Ryan Reynolds movie that just came out. Was it like New Free Guy? Or Free Guy, yeah. I'm like, that would be like a Free Guy esque world that I would like to. Yeah, yeah. Inhabit. Free Guy is fun. Or Red Dead Redemption, the first game, not the second oh, one. Oh, do you? Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Be why? a cowboy. Be a cowboy. That's like my favorite era. Is like the is the West mm-hmm. and the expansion. It's so much. Have fun, fun with with typhoid fever and dysentery. I will. This Cholera. Is, I'm not. I'm not saying the Oregon Trail. I mean, like <laughs> you got roots. You got trains running through. Great time. Great time. <laughs> Can I tell you where my mind is right now? What you said? Oh, you got roots. I thought of tree roots. 
<laughs> not like, not like vehicle train transportation routes. routes. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> Jesus. All right. And, and Johnson says, outside of the spec bump, and please ignore my dog that's barking on the back. Outside of the spec bump, uh, what do you think will entice people to buy a new VR set over the original? I mean, not just... The games have to be a huge improvement over the first iteration. And they have to be, I think, one of the most important things is it has to be more uh, welcoming with better onboarding for new players. And I think Mm -hmm. by adding that one wire connection does a whole lot. Yeah, But they have to make it so that People can, because I think the biggest problem with VR is, oh, I gotta get, okay, I gotta get the, you know, controllers in my hand. I gotta make space in the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They gotta try to find a way to make VR so that you could be sitting and do it. Right. And, or, or you don't need all the space in the world and like move a desk <laughs> like I have to do uh, to play. I think that's gonna entice people more, but also other apps outside of, um games so like you know workout apps and, and stuff like that i think would do huge for for vr yeah say you. i was i was gonna say they need to have more games have that crossover appeal okay like horizon call of the mountain is a good good example because people know horizon for its two standalone games already on playstation yeah and to be like oh there's a cool new horizon game that is a vr game awesome yeah. I feel like they PlayStation did a good job right out of the gate to have these big IP enabled experiences like Batman Arkham VR. You had that Battlefront X-Wing mission. That's good. It was a good one. Too. It was. Oh, they were fantastic. I shout out to the Call of Duty uh, mission thing that was in VR. That thing was awesome. Yeah. Was, uh, I think it was Infinite Warfare at that time. Yeah, it was like, so it was like the fighter jet space, one. Oh, space battle. It was really, really cool. Um, but they need to have more than just the first few months of those big crossover things. Like yeah. there needs to be several Resident Evil 7 playable in VR stuff in PSVR 2 within like the first year or so. Yeah. To really drive it home, like here's some brand new things that you already know in PlayStation Land and is now also on VR. And I think what it needs is a true, truly robust pipeline of like, yeah, every year you're gonna have a big PlayStation Five game and a big PSVR game and a big one that's on both. Um, yeah. It needs. I feel like if you want PSVR two to to succeed, it needs as much love as the PlayStation five gets, which is going to be very challenging for PlayStation to try to balance those things. Because to be honest, if I'm a PSVR fan, I feel like they failed me there. There. I feel like for the first year, yeah, there was a lot of content, but then it started petering off. So if my predictions are right and seeing how, you know, PlayStation has been very aggressive at hiring for talent, all, 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 you know, all along their first party and second party, I feel like that is is the true promise of like content that's going to keep coming after year one, after year two. That's going to get people in as the library builds and more must have games come out. That's mm-hmm. how you're going to grow it. And I'm going to stress this again. 
It needs to be compatible with PC. We talked about it last week as well with that PlayStation app. Maybe that's how you get them in the door there, but it, yeah. it needs to be PC enabled for sure. And, and I think they also need to have, they need to add VR benefits to the PS plus program. Yes. yes. Premium have some PSVR titles in that premium package or extra package. Something. Cause that's something we've talked about a whole lot when, we would get a PSVR game on PS Plus once a month, every once in a while. Like, this is awesome. Why don't they give us a VR game every month or every other month? And yeah. then they just stopped. Star Blood Arena, I think, was on PS Plus for like eight months. Yeah. Like, give us give us a reason to put on the helmet and have it be a part of the PS Plus benefit. Uh, Absolutely. We getting this in February? Ooh, good question. I think we're getting this in March or April. I'm thinking it's going to align with tax season, people getting their rebates. I think that's what's going to happen. Fair. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. I say early March. Yeah, I think that would be a safe bet. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome that we got it. It was weird, though, because PlayStation, like, I think PlayStation France posted it first, and then all the other accounts started following. Mm-hmm. And then, like, at 9 o'clock at night, PlayStation Twitter was just like, uh, <laughs> this right. is supposed cool. to be a blog post. <laughs> <laughs> just just put it out there but awesome great a lot of a lot of awesome things happening for for the sonyverse that's for sure that yeah. said kyle also some questionable things with the next story so take it away yeah <laughs> andy robinson vgc writes a gravity rush movie is reportedly in development Sony is reportedly working on a movie adaptation of Gravity Rush. According to Deadline, the project is in works at PlayStation Productions and Scott Free Productions. It claims Anna Mastro, Secret Society of Second Born Royals, is attached to direct the film from a script by Emily Jerome uh, from Panopticon. Developed by Sony's now closed Japan studio, Gravity Rush was released for PlayStation Vita in February 2012 and received critical acclaim. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. For its world twisting mechanics. The open world game sees players controlling Cat, a young woman who uses her ability to manipulate gravity to defend the floating city of Hexville Hexville, uh, from gravity storms and monsters called the Nevi. The game was remastered for PS4 in 2015 before a PS4 sequel was released in 2017. There have been no further releases in the five years since, however. Gravity Rush is the second cult classic PlayStation series linked to a movie adaptation this month following Days Gone, despite Sony seemingly showing no interest in continuing both series in the video game space. Earlier this year, Gravity Rush director Keichiro Toyama said he would be interested in making a third Gravity Rush game if the opportunity was presented to him what listen friends you know we don't like gravity rush here we played it on road to greatness I it wasn't liked, great listen i liked gravity rush i on not. ps vita but in 2022 we have evolved in storytelling what is this movie gonna be let's just oogle cat for two hours i mean <laughs> but is that really all it's gonna be because that's what i felt like the game was the game was unnecessarily <laughs> horny <laughs> there's oh, dude, no reason was, about it that game was so horny on main it was ridiculous <laughs> it was ridiculous it's like guys was like did you guys have like a special room you all needed to go yeah. let's know? do a side quest to get a sexy maid outfit yeah okay yeah. cool okay and how, how old is she supposed to be who knows? It's like, okay, oh. all right, well, this is not going to be problematic in a few years. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but listen, uh, what is it? Rule 34 loved it, I bet. <laughs> I don't know. 
I've never been. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, uh, what I do think about this, though, that would be cool. I yeah. think the visuals will lead itself very well to a movie. Yes. I think if this is an animated flick and you're, you're throwing it to, like, Sony Animation, which does great work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And you can mm -hmm. help fix some of the tones and some of the 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 points that would be problematic like the sewer scene where like yeah, the yeah, dude yeah. just shows up and she's, he's like well you're you're almost nude it's like that type yeah. of stuff uh mm -hmm. the, the creepy vibes you know if you get the weinstein elements out i think this is gonna be really good but at the same exact time kyle the, the people handle, handling this, I've seen the Secret Society of Second Born Royals. I have not, no. At work. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's, it's awful. It's like one of those uh, like straight to Disney DVD movies. And oh, not okay. like the good way. It's like, this is, this is unwatchable. How did anybody okay this? What's um, that other one? Panopticon. It sounds familiar. I don't know. That sounds cool though. That sounds like an Optimus Prime, like Cybertron-esque type of individual. You know, yeah. the Panopti First off, also, bu uh, bu uh, Bubblebee, y'all need to see it. Okay, because I saw a clip again. The Transformers Bumblebee? Yeah, Bumblebee. Oh, yeah. that movie's great. I know, but like not enough people saw it because, you know, it was. Are you also just saying that because Haley Seinfeld? I mean, not just, but I mean. I mean, come on. Sure. I'm a, come on. <laughs> Let's get real. But like, the, God, the designs were just so on point. Nonetheless. Oh, can I. Uh, yeah. Let me read what Panopticon is oh, about. God, okay. It stars uh, Anthony Mackie, oh. Shailene Woodley, I believe, and Jacob Lattimore. Oh, okay. um, it's not out yet. It's in pre-production. Hmm. It, it's a thriller. Uh, Chase, an ambitious and rising hedge fund manager who decides to go all in on an investment in PCC Correctional, an Arizona-based private pr prison system that is racking up huge profits. Okay, so we can't judge... Sounds like Gravity Rush. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't judge it yet. No, not but yet. But for what no. I've seen from the director, it gets me a little worried. That sure. being said, though, if this is an animated joint... I could see where maybe yeah, this yeah, would yeah. fit. Mm -hmm. But then you get mm -hmm. to Days Gone, and they want the guy from uh, Highlander, right? Is it Highlander? Oh, sure. let me look that up. I'm Ever not sure. Highlander is a movie. No, wait. Outlander. Outlander. Okay. Um, Because, I don't know, reasons. Here's the thing, Kyle. Why is this a thing? Gravity Rush wasn't successful. Days Gone was successful, but not critically acclaimed and did not mm -hmm. get a sequel. You know, Bent mm -hmm. Studios even saying we're working on something else. So, like, why are these two things getting made if they're not supporting the IP on the game side? What? Why do you think that's the case? Maybe that is just a way to keep the IP alive and well and not throw all this money into a game. It doesn't make sense to me either, as I'm saying it, Joe, yeah. but, like, I... <laughs> Maybe it's be more well received in those mediums nowadays. So maybe they're just like, okay, Sony Animations, they need work on something while we're doing, you know, Spider Verse and, and whatever. Like, Meet the Millers is fantastic. Again, Sony Animations better than Pixar. You can fight me, you'll be wrong, but they're amazing. They made my favorite movie of all time. I'll die on that hill. Um, <laughs> so, you know, maybe that, that's how you get some synergy, but like, Gravity Rush. Again, cult classic, but long dead, days gone, 
maybe so the only way that it makes sense to me why these things are are here is that PlayStation Productions reaching out to writers, reaching out to actors, reaching out to just talent going we got a lot of IP here that's really we're known f- over here on the game side for great storytelling. We got an HBO show for God's sake. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the 20 seconds? Looks <laughs> well, great. Um you know, what do you want to work on? And if that is the case then cool. You're letting creators literally yeah. take whatever Absolutely. parts of your 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 you know, whatever part of the cow they want to work on. I mean, that's what I ideally would want is somebody who loves the IP to generally want to do a good job and make something cool out of it. And so maybe, yeah, during the you know production of this Days Gone movie and or the Days Gone movie comes out and everybody loves it, then Sony could go, you know what? OK, let's try it again. <laughs> you know, and maybe they can they can kind of revive a series that way, because maybe, you know, the director here took a look at, you know, days gone ago, there's something here. Like sense of anarchy is, is, is a fantastic show. Walking Dead is a beloved franchise. So maybe we can do something with this. This is, this is very unique that maybe this would be told better as a movie than it was a game. And I mean, the the actor, the guy who said was known for outlander and bloodshot, he said it is being considered for the main role of Deacon St. John with the script said to be a love ballad to motorcycle movies. Yeah. So maybe this is like a Mad Max type of movie. Mm. A wasteland just instead of the crazy hot rod cars that I my limited knowledge of Mad Max is known for. Right. And, and this would be the motorcycle version of it, but this time with like zombies or excuse me, freakers. That's not uh, Green Gorilla Gamer writes in. He goes, question for the Sony Pony Express. Yeah, oh, we're starting it early. We're starting it early. Sony is hard at work tuning, uh, sorry, turning their existing IP into other forms of entertainment with the Uncharted uh, movie becoming, or sorry, with Uncharted becoming movie and Last of Us becoming a series, along with other shows and movies in the works. They've now added Days Gone and Gravity Rush to their roster. How do you think Days Gone producer feels since he was so upset that Sony didn't believe in a sequel? And do you think that uh, we'll get an announcement of Gravity Rush three? I've said it the I've said the latter way too many times enough. Uh, sorry, uh, too many times. So if I say it enough, I think it'll happen. Remember, gusto, confidence. <laughs> gusto, confidence. It will happen. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> so don't, yeah, I've seen a lot. I've seen a, I've seen the uh, a couple of people uh, X Bend going. Sam Whitworth's John Dickens say John. Yeah, he's the model. He's a great actor outside of voiceover. Yep. Um. Mm-hmm. And the sad reality of it is the reason why Sam Witwer isn't up for this role um, is probably a they they believe he aged out of it. B, uh, Instagram, Twitter, social media presence is everything. The amount of moms that want to sit on the Outlander guy's face outweighs Sam Witwer's talent here, unfortunately. So that's the reason, and that, and it's the sad reality of the state of Hollywood is like, it depends on your Instagram following, what roles you're going to get, how influential you are. It's why we're seeing Chris Rack, uh, Chris Rack, oh my God, Chris Pratt <laughs> as uh-huh. both Garfield, Mario, and you know Star Lord. 
Um, yeah. It's because he has a strong presence online. So, like, that's the sad reality of it. It's sad because, yeah, Sam Wartwer again is Deacon St. John. Same thing, like, uh, uh, I want to make sure I get his name right. Daisuke Suji right. is uh, Jin. Right. And actually, that br- leads into tainted, uh, my tainted brain that writes in, why do you think Days Gone didn't make it? Sony's lack of push for the game? Or was it the game itself? I thought the game was good, the open world was interesting, but the best part was taking on hordes uh, of freakers uh, was, was what kept me very late every night playing this game. Will Sony now give the support to the movie? And the lead actor is not going to be the guy who Deacon is modeled after? On a different but related note, who is playing Jin Sakai in the Ghost of Tsushima movie? Is it Daisuke uh, Suji? Great yeah, question. That That's the thing, because we are now past the era of games where the people voicing the game characters are normal, everyday voice actors that strictly do voice actors, right? Mm-hmm. We are now getting actors from film and screen playing video game characters. So, like, why not, like you said, if they're not aged out completely, why not just give them the roles? Right. It just makes too sense, so much sense. I don't, and I don't know about this specifically, but, like, for uh, Desuke, um, will he be Jin? I hope, because he is Jin for me. But yeah. if this is a Japanese, like, you know, they're, you know, there's the translated film. I don't know if Daisuke is, you know, fluent in Japanese. So that may get him out of the running. And that would make a little bit more sense to me. I'd be slightly more okay with that. But like, yeah, Sam Werner not being Deacon St. John, it's not like the dude can't speak English and doesn't have range. Mm-hmm. He has both of those things in spades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, it's, again, it's sad that that's the state of Hollywood. And you're right. We're getting, first off, in t- incredible actors and actresses oh, yeah. portraying you know these 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 characters like when we're talking about who is you know Kratos I mean you're going to get a very different answer for each but like it's not Jason Momoa to me it's no, not it's Christopher Judge exactly so like yeah because they're so they're they're now so much more physical with mocap and everything yeah, give them the roles. Now, there's reasons why. Again, you can't have like, you know, um, you know, Troy Baker and and as, yeah, and know, Ashley and is, Ashley is, Joel Ellie. Fine, but give us better reasons as to why, like, yeah, Jin can't be, you know, or yeah, exactly. can't be Jin. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that sucks. All right, yeah. Last question about this: Drawless writes and hey, gents. An easier question this week. Oh, okay. I was caught by the surprise that Days Gone and Gravity Rush are getting a movie. Honestly, same. In your opinion, though, what other Sony exclusive games lend themselves to be built? Sorry, lend themselves to be built a cult following to be as a movie or even better, a TV series. And you wrote in my answer. The Order 1886. Hands down. That is the answer. Seeing all like Nikola Tesla's weapons. Oh, it has so much promise. Throw that on Netflix. Throw that on an Amazon Prime. Yes. Throw it on a Hulu Who Knew. Are you telling me that it won't be a hit? 
Because it Come will. Come on now. That game was a was a show on round its... table fighting werewolves and lichens yes. and supernatural. Come on, it writes itself. <laughs> damn it! Exactly. <sighs> it's just a shame that that studio, Ready at Dawn, is now part of Facebook. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big bummer. Hey, did you see like the the weird Eiffel Tower in in the Meta thing? <laughs> I've seen some pretty messed up memes. Is it is it that. sad that uh oh god, who's the CEO of uh of Mark Facebook? Zuckerberg? Mark Zuckerberg's uh emoji looks more human than him. <laughs> is it weird? I don't know. No. It makes sense. All right, Kyle, let's talk about the last bit of news, which I thought was huge for me. I really like this bit of news. I don't know sure. about you. Tom Warren, oh my god, Tom, what happened there? I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> Tom Warren over at The Verge writes, Destiny 2's Fortnite crossover is official and includes skins, maps, and more. Bungie is teaming up with Epic Games for a Destiny 2 crossover with Fortnite and Fall Guys. The collaboration will see Bungie and Epic Games create skins for Destiny 2 and Fortnite, along with gliders, pickaxes, back blings, and even a Destiny-inspired creative map for Fortnite. Destiny skins will also be available in Fall Guys. Three Fortnite-inspired skins will appear in Destiny 2, and three Destiny-inspired armor ornaments will appear in Fortnite. The Destiny 2 ornaments will be based on the Fortnite's Drift, Oblivion, and Black Knight skins, and Fortnite players will be able to run around as Zavala, Exo Stranger, and Ikora thanks to new skins. The collab goes even further in the Fortnite world, too. There will be glider designs based on Destiny Sparrow designs, alongside Destiny-inspired pickaxes and backblings. Bungie and Epic Games have also worked on a creative map that's based on Javelin 4 from Destiny 2, and includes a control game mode that's similar to what, what's available in Destiny 2's Crucible Player vs. Player mode. Bungie unveiled the Fortnite crossover during its Destiny 2 showcase stream today, where the game developer also announced its plan for Destiny 2 Lightfall, the next DLC, a major step in the ongoing Destiny story. Lightfall will pick up where the Witch Queen left off and follow the story of the Witness, a mysterious humanoid villain who commands an armada of Black Fleet ships. Ooh, we. What a we. Again, like we talked about dragon ball z and of course destiny now being part of playstation really got to talk about how that or sony we got to talk about how we cover it now uh, it's got me thinking but i'm a big destiny fan i've been looking to get back into destiny i'm a huge fortnite fan always going back to fortnite i love this crossover so much but kyle the thing that i love even more uh-huh. is the fall guys x <laughs> destiny crossover have you seen this have you heard about this I don't think I have. Oh, right, because you can't because of you don't want anything to get spoiled from. Opening yeah, yeah, I, I've been. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kyle, it's everything that you hoped and l- wished for. Little fall people, <laughs> oh, <laughs> little jelly great. bean shaped uh, guardians. Awesome. It looks cool. awesome. We're getting to this point where now two of the biggest games and services are collabing with each other, and yeah. I just feel like that is super neat. So. Mm-hmm. Steven Flesh writes in. He goes, Howdy, guys. Hope you two got a chance to check out the Destiny 2 Lightfall Showcase. I have not, but I saw snippets. Uh, it was, oh, Steven. We were, yeah, we were on thank you, Steven. <sighs> Whole show. Come on. Come on. Eight, weeks without an uh, incident back you, to zero. You, last, last week, we were fine. You a didn't slanging have any last banger. Okay. There you go. <sighs> Would love to hear your thoughts on it. <laughs> 
I think the new movement will really be uh, or will really change again. I've not seen any of the cool stuff. The one oh, thing I want to yeah. mention about the Lightfall expansion is that they're now with Destiny, they're no longer sunsetting expansion packs. Oh, that's awesome. That's good. So I don't know what that. I think this kind of spells the end for Destiny Two, uh, as sure. maybe we're getting. Mm, whatever destiny next. three or just ending it being really brave going hey we have the one of the most popular games and service games now we're just gonna end it and start with something new man yeah. on their own terms that would be incredibly brave because that's not what you do in the video game industry anymore. Uh-huh. you just usually just run yeah. up ip into the goddamn ground until nobody cares yeah, about exactly. it anymore that's um, eventually embracer is gonna do a show just on the ring and it's just gonna be 45 <laughs> minutes an episode of looking at the ring <laughs> oh, it's sad. As Gollum in the background is just walking around, not knowing of its existence yet, <laughs> doing his thing. Yep. Is it the Golem <laughs> we like or the Golem from the Golem game? Oh man, I don't want to think of the game. Fair enough. No <laughs> yeah. one does. I, I I eventually do want to watch this showcase. Okay. Uh, it's been a while since I played Destiny Two. I played the campaign of Two and enjoyed it had fun with it i'm just so nervous of jumping back in because i've missed so much yeah and that is where my hesitancy comes from even though i know from what i've heard it's easy to kind of jump in and and pick it back up but it just it's a lot that i miss and the kind of player that i am i want to see it all Absolutely. And I've never done a, a raid or a strike <gasps> or anything oh, in my life. Fu- what? I, Not even yeah, a strike? No, no, no dude. Fan. Fake oh, my God. No, strikes are great. Uh, and the raids are, are phenomenal. Uh, what is it? Volta Glass is still one of the most beloved yeah. um, raids ever. The way that they've done them, too, is just incredible. I mean, that's what I've heard. Nothing yeah. has given me a feeling of, like, world of warcraft raids they like destiny is the only one that comes close so mm-hmm. good on you destiny this is an awesome collab i am definitely getting one of the skins i just don't know yet i think it's zavala though i think uh, i just okay. not sure and before we get into the gamescom breakdown it's time for some flash news gotta go gotta run fast gotta get through this news There's so much to cover so little time <laughs> all right kyle have you seen this have you heard about this no. Warner Brothers has announced it's bringing forward the release of Gotham Knights on PlayStation 5 by four days, the 21st of October, 2022. Thank you. God bless. God bless. Can't wait. Can't wait. Not in our fantasy league, but have you seen in our fantasy league against our Xbox Drive brethren? How? God, they're so scared. <laughs> Dude, we're living so rent free. They changed it again, Kyle. They changed it again. Oh, they did? I haven't checked it. And we're still beating them by 20 plus points. Oh, boy. Yeah. They're so nervous. They're che- and The thing is, they're cheating so hard. They're cheating so hard and they're not getting away with it. I just love it. All right. <clears throat> this is from PlayStation Lifestyle. Kyle, have you heard this? Have you seen this? Last of Us Part 1 trophies have leaked online, and it looks like Naughty Dog have dropped the requirement of achieving difficulty-based trophies for the coveted Platinum. The original game players needed to compete the campaign on the hardest difficulty to unlock the Platinum, and The Last of Us 2013 had the notoriously difficult trophy hunt with the average overall completion of 9% on ultra-rare Platinum God damn, what a tongue twister. Completion (laughs) with 4.9% achievement rate per PSN trophies. 
I got that sucker on PS4 with the remastered, but Kyle, I've seen a lot of people going, they're making trophies too easy. You've actually I, you've here's it real talk real talk. If anybody yeah. gets to talk about this, it's you because you've actually gotten the hard one. Yeah, I, I've done it. I've so, played it on, on crushing and whatever what it is. What are your thoughts on PlayStation uh, letting Soy Boy be the cucks uh, ruin this game? <laughs> am, I, am I bummed that the difficulty-based trophies are not in there? Honestly, yeah. Oh, you think I should earn it with Grounded? No, it's it's not that I am going to look down on anyone that gets the platinum in this remake because of its difficulty stuff. Right. Last of Us to me, similar to um, Final Fantasy VII remake with yeah. its hard mode, <laughs> I feel like playing it on that mode makes sense and it makes the game better. Okay, like so for like Last of Us with grounded mode, which was I don't think that was what you need for the platinum but to 100% it you had to do that to me that made me so dialed in I got you. when I think last of us I, I think of scrounging around for every single material and not every drawer is going to have something that you need and and so like playing on grounded really makes everything scarce and, and puts you in those shoes so much better than I think any other game in a harder difficulty has yeah so I'm a little bummed that it's not for the trophy hunters out there, not a requirement, but I think the list is, it's good. It's fine. I, it also is missing the multiplayer stuff. So that's also a little bit of, of a downside of this list, but I'm down to just do it all over again. Yeah, Obviously can't all be for nothing. Oh, I see what you did there. I think. <laughs> okay. So first off, a, a good trophy list is not about skill. No. Get it out of there. It's about an experience that should enhance your experience of a game. Yes. I have platinumed Bloodborne, humble brag. Mm -hmm. I have platinumed Elden Ring, humble Same. brag. I have platinumed Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Oh, have it yet. Okay. And look at how the accent mark I put on that randomly. <laughs> Could have been taken as offensive. <laughs> If I went a little bit harder with that inflection point, oh, I would have gotten geez. canceled. Would have been the next. What is it? The Andrew Take. <laughs> he sounds oh, like a real. A, oh, he sounds oh, like a real joy. Oh, and so, if you've never experienced him, uh, be thankful. He I is, never did. I I, I was oh, today I years to old. Punch a hole in the wall whenever I saw him pop up. Oh <laughs> anyway, my god. So real talk, Kyle. It's yeah. none of those trophy lists. It's it's not the difficulty that got me. It was, I just need to complete everything in this game. Like, yeah. the game is just so good. that, mm -hmm. and, and the list is enhancing that experience for me. So, like, yeah. to me, it shouldn't be about difficulty locking it up. Because, like, to me, like, it's the reason why I don't like easy plats that much. I'm not getting, like, the game shouldn't be the platinum. I shouldn't just complete a game and I platinumed it. I should be wanting to go back and do each and every one of those things. Like mm -hmm. Cult of the Lamb. I have platinumed pretty much. I have one trophy. It's glitched. They're going to fix it. And then I'm going to go okay. back and I'm going to plat it. But right now, symbolic yeah. plat. That game is amazing. And I earned every one of those things. And each thing that I did, I I enjoyed doing. Were there difficulty elements? For sure. Yeah. But it didn't drive me away. So to me, it's about the journey not the destination when it comes to Platinums. Mm -hmm. And with PlayStation's whole motto, I think they're, it's kind of the same. It's like, we don't want to lock you be behind 
these, you know, challenges or these challenging experiences because their whole shtick now is also accessibility. Like they've opened this game up to so many more people now because of the accessibility options. They want everybody to be able to experience the trophy lists. And I'm not going to be yeah. that person who's like, no, you gate them off. Uh-uh. It's, it should be earned. I'm not one of those trophy hunters. This is the trophy room, but it ain't about that to me. Yeah, yeah. About yeah, I got you. So. Absolutely. I, that being said, uh, if you don't want to be spoiled by the trophies, uh-huh. there is one in there that I'm very, very excited about. Oh, okay. That is a little bit different from the first game. Okay. I don't want to spoil it because I hope I, people. I don't even know what you're talking about. Hope people walk and experience it organically, mm-hmm. and I hope it works the way that the trophy is written. I got gotcha. you. It has it has something to do with similar to Uncharted Four, playing Crash Bandicoot in Uncharted Four. I I, I got you, Van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I understand. Yeah. yeah hey, yeah. Kyle. Now you want to show me show me something? I did. Yeah. So uh, today. Can Can you turn uh, the tables I'm sorry. on me? Yeah, let me turn the tables on you. I'm going real fast. Keep up. Okay. Got to keep up. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple days ago, August 19th, uh, the Kana's free anniversary update is coming out September 27th. Uh, this was posted on the blog, so I'm going to just kind of uh, do the highlights here. Okay. There will be a new game plus mode. Uh, there will be a new up, uh, abilities, upgrades, outfits, rot. Uh, there will also be something that I think is really, really cool. Uh, Charm stones. Uh, individually equipable, these unique collectibles each provide different adjustments to Kana's stats and abilities. Some charm stones contain a benefit and a drawback, encouraging players to strategize about how they want to take on certain enemies and challenges. Rare cursed charm stones are aimed at players who want a serious challenge by attacking the game with reduced abilities. Players will find most charm stones hidden around Kana's world, with a few connected to another big addition, Spirit Guide Trials. So these are also like, you know, skill-based kind of things like obstacle courses wave defenses boss reflex um and then different cool little outfits and whatnot so this is a pretty substantial update to one of our favorite games of last year kana and can i say something i kind of want to jump back in and play this all on september 27th i have the plan for this game um, i know you do you i uh, yeah speaking of you got it the glitched way before they fixed earned it, it i earned it <laughs> um so about kina yeah Anniversary update. It's no longer exclusive. Yeah. Maybe. Asterix. Sure. But the platinum the platform it's going on, not Xbox, it is Steam. Mm-hmm. Makes you think. Makes you think. Hands are being shook. Come on, PlayStation Buy Ember Labs. Come so on. So good. You know. Don't it to let be them true. fall through your fingers. They are I, way too talented. Real talk. I'd rather than buy Ember Labs. It's great. <laughs> A one hundred. This is the prop. This is this is the prince that was promised, man. For These for people. their first game ever. Come on, come on. Who we now, Kyle? It is time. We're gonna jump out, and then we're gonna Ooh. through the power of editing jump back in. And if I've ah. experienced the opening night live showcase, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right, let's open that door. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> my name is Jeff, and gang, via the power and magic of editing, we are back with our literal live reactions and recap to every PlayStation game shown 
uh, at Gamescom opening night live. So we're mm-hmm. breaking it down. This is courtesy over of Sammy Barker over at uh, Push Square for all the games, pretty much the major ones shown here. Kyle. Chill. Two hours long, just yep. give or take. Uh, before we get into every game shown off here, how did you like the show, man? Not my favorite. Not your favorite. Why not? Uh, maybe it's because we're watching it late. Uh, sure. and I feel like it dragged on a little too much. Mm-hmm. And I feel like not a lot was for me. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I thought a lot of, I think the beginning was very really strong. Yeah. I, th- I think it was front loaded for sure. That's where I, I'm like, my problem is like, it was very front loaded. It was then just something that peters out in the middle and towards the end, it kind of just meanders a bit, but again, like not every game was for me. And I think yeah. that's, I think the problem with such large showcases is because they're trying to hit a large swath of viewers they're trying to go after everyone so it kind of just ends up being not everything is for everyone which fine and we walked out going i'm gonna buy a couple of these games oh but yeah for sure as like a show everybody's kind of either underwhelmed or yeah just kind of bored through a lot of these sections if jeff had it where it's just like okay here's an hour and a half of games here is another showcase somewhere else like if you just spread these out more into maybe 45 minute to an hour 30 minute like you know shows yeah, like direct style yeah i think this would be way better received yeah and i think maybe also he has to do a lot of heavy lifting because people like you know xbox or sorry not xbox but ubisoft ea you know all those people they're kind of holding on to what they got so and, and i know he to... i know he can't do this mm. I I wish we would get like just a showcase without the Apps. level infinite 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 like commercial breaks every twenty minutes and right. the Red Bull commercial stuff and just I know he has to he's got to make money he's yeah, got to he sure. needs money to put on the show honestly I thought this year was yeah. the be- the best in this terms is the of be- all that yeah Apps. yeah one hundred percent yeah it just I don't know fair enough yeah yeah. It's also let's be real. As of recording this, like we're recording this at ten forty three, yeah. So we are like out of gas. Uh huh. <laughs> so maybe it's just that too. I, I will say though, like I feel like some of the funnier things that really got us back into it mm-hmm. still happen. I think like halfway through, and then okay. after that point, I can think of like Gotham Knights got us hyped at the end. Fair enough. But like from. I think high on life was like the last high. I feel like <laughs> definitely no was. pun intended. Oh like, my god! What and, a game. And we're we're not going to talk about it specifically, but you told me to mention this so you didn't forget. Shout out to the return to Monkey Island trailer. Mm. Uh, such a with the guy with his arms just going like <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was a it was great. Absolutely, was absolutely. Okay, Kyle. Yeah, it is time. We're going to go through. Most of, maybe all, who knows? Again, two hours long, guys. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, PlayStation games shown or PlayStation things shown. Ooh. So let's start with the first one, and it's a big one. Yeah. Sony reveals 
the official PlayStation 5 Pro controller called the Dual Sense Edge. Kyle. Yeah. Do you want me to read the bullet points? Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I mean, you want to read them? Yeah, I can read them. Right, From Mystic on Twitter, uh, DualSense Edge details, customized dead zone and travel distance, multiple controller profiles, dedicated user setup button, changeable stick caps and back buttons, replaceable analog sticks sold separately, mm-hmm. braided USB-C cable, carrying case, and launch details coming later. Launch Looks details. Rad. Hopefully it's not on PlayStation Direct because they won't let yeah. us buy anything there yeah. for some reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, audience members, though, we may need your help to pick these up if yeah. that is the case. Depending on the price, if it's, I mean, it's going to be expensive. But so, how how expensive do you think this is? If the I can't X- spend, I can't spend Xbox Elite levels of money on a controller. I can, personally can't do that. So one eighty two hundred out of the question. Yeah, I mean, granted, really? it's probably what it is. Yeah, I I don't know. I like my regular Dual Senses. Maybe I'll wait. I don't know. We'll see. See, here's the thing. I'm a capital G gamer, Kyle. <laughs> sure all right a humble <laughs> brag um i love the look the design mm-hmm. of this controller it very much is like um it's kind of like <laughs> you ever seen one of those mustangs with the racing stripe on it yeah that's what this is for the most part Sure, it's a white controller but like black in the middle it's fine it's it's dope looking yeah um it man it's sleek it's nice. Yeah. I'm trying to look at the back buttons right here. Okay, there you go. Uh, so you got and the audacity of PlayStation. They have introduced not four panels, it seems. It's only two in the back mm-hmm. of this controller. Guess what they're called? Oh, no. Uh, are they L3, R3? No, they're RB, LB buttons. Oh, no. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> that's right, PlayStation. Go for the gut of Nintendo and Xbox. We're claiming those buttons for ourselves now. But think about it, though. Left back, right back. That makes yeah. sense. Uh-huh. So, again, no no four panels, just two. Honestly, I prefer it that way. I think four panels is way too much. And from what I'm aware, you can adjust the angle of these triggers as well. So you could kind of put the placement to your liking, which is great because, or somewhat to your liking, because the way the Xbox Elite does it is there's four panels in the back and you kind of could take them apart via magnets, uh, like, you know, Breaking Bad style. And so you could have one that's like at your index finger or your ring finger or whatever. So love it. The other thing you got to do, similar to like the Xbox Elite controller, is there's notches in the back of each one of these triggers. So one of them has uh, a full depress of the of the trigger, then the second function is medium depress and then the lowest one is like you only press it a little, little bit. bit and it and it goes off. Mm-hmm. Still has haptic feedback, still has the um I would hope so. Absolutely. Still has the uh adaptive triggers, but again a whole lot of customization and just like the elite controller. How does adaptive triggers work? If you have the, the switch, uh, how far the triggers go down? I don't know. I think that's going to be really interesting to, to see. Maybe when you get a full depress, it, it activates it. Or if you have it at the huh. medium depress, it, it deactivates it. I think hmm. maybe perhaps yeah. uh, I am willing to throw a whole bunch of Buku bucks over at this sure. thing's direction. Although, Kyle, I'll be real with you. Uh-huh. I would much rather this be a buck 
but ah, back button attachment. It's 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is our new thing. Instead of it being 98 degrees, it's it's one o'clock. Tell um, you what, this fly, if I could punch the thing out of the air, yeah. it'd be this fly right now. It's God annoying the crap out of me. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm willing to spend the buku bucks because I'm going to be using this a crap ton in games like Call of Duty and like Fortnite. So this was the, the when I tweet, when I tweet at you, when I texted you, Kyle, God is real or something along those lines. Oh, yeah. This is uh, what I was for this. God, yes. It looks so good. Okay, cool. Looks so good. All right. Here's another one. Oh, this is definitely not in order, by the way. Dead, it's fine. Dead Island 2, Back from the Dead. And it's coming back on PS5 and PS4 next February, February third. So, yeah, here here's that fun fact I, I told you about. Okay. Um, Deep Silver is also part of the Embracer Group. Yes. So does that make us even more worried with the Saints Row stuff that we talked about earlier? With when it comes to this game that seemingly came out of nowhere again. Yeah, and Deep Silver also published Saints Row. So. Are they just pushing it out to get it off the books at this point? I kind of think so, Kyle. Because it's been like what? How? When was this first announced? Twenty. It's been seven years. I think they talked about it, and you said it. Fourteen. Yeah, you said it perfectly, Kyle. Dying Light One and Two came out. Yeah, Techland exactly. used to be the developer of this game. They yeah. literally detached from this company to make their own thing, and they made it twice. And the thing about this game, Kyle, is it looks a announced lot... in 2014. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it looks a lot like Dying Light. Dying Light. And the problem with that, Kyle, is like the argument would be like, oh, well, Dying Light looks like, you know, uh, Dead Dino. Island. It's been seven years. Dying Light's yeah. been able to redefine itself and do things differently enough to where it's like, no, we are the spiritual successor to you. like. Like what we'll talk about, Kaliso Protocol that does things uh-huh. similar, but different enough where it's not just a cookie cutter. And it's also not helping things that it is also coming out in February, which is Dying Light's territory. Yes, they're not doing a whole lot to differentiate itself from the other zombie open world game. No, and the one thing that I like, I was interested because this game has something to prove now. They're 100%. like, what? Because Dying Light Two. I mean, you can zip line, right? You can you can literally jump off a skyscraper and just like squirrel suit your way down to the bottom. And like, isn't there like actual like narrative choice in that game too? Yes. Yeah, there's actual reasonings why that would exist. So I can't say that I'm I'm sold on this game. Yeah. Couldn't say. I'm gonna highlight that yellow just for me. I, I feel like if we get another February next year as we did this year. Mm-hmm. If any game is going to get delayed, it'd be this one. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. And maybe should get. Uh, The next one on the list, I'm going to say this. I'm tired of talking about her. Let us not make her the point of this conversation. Okay. For the love of God. Hogwarts Legacy tempts you with the dark arts in the latest trailer. Kyle, you understood all these references. I did. You, you, what did they say? Alcabismo. Oh my god, I hate you so much. And then they shot a mirror. Do you just say Pepto Bismol? Is that what you just said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is diarrhea. They were talking about the unspeakable uh, spells, the unspeakable curses, which are the the dark arts that nobody should ever use. Okay. Um, including Avada Kedavra, which is the killing curse that kills people. So 
it, that's very much tied to the Death Eaters and Voldemort, or he who shall not be named. So wait, um, Abracadabra is the, the nope. Death. Stop it. Stop it. Avada no. Kedavra. Wait, what is it? Avada. Avada. Kedavra. Kedavra. So it's a spell that kills. Well, what other magic? Like, so you're saying that's the only spell that kills people? Well, that is called the killing curse because it kills you instantly. Oh, it kills you instantly. Okay. That is the one that Voldemort tried to kill Harry with, and that's how he got his scar. Fair that enough. curse, that spell gave him the scar. I got a really dark joke that I won't say here. Okay. Yep, don't do that. Uh, I'm not going to cancel myself today. Hey, it does look really cool. Um, I'm more and more excited about it as time goes on. Fair enough. We'll see. Okay. I, and listen, I'm in. I look at it. I'm interested in it. I feel like this could be the thing that gets me into Harry Potter. No, I won't. You don't think it will? You're going to make fun of it the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, guys, I'm going to class. I'm going to Ooh, home. Look at, my, look at my stick that I have. Exactly. Hey, guys, am I stringing it with a wand or is this with a spoon? You know, something like that. Take your laser swords and go stick it. Somewhere. Oh, shut the, the, Guys, <laughs> audience, what's cooler, lightsabers or wands? Hey, n- newsflash Harry Potter is just Star Wars fan fiction. <laughs> it is. It really is. Right, they really me. are like the same thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Huh? Yeah. Oh boy. PS5 action RPG Lies of P still looks killer in a new gameplay trailer. So this is the Bloodborne slash Sekiro inspired uh game. Pinocchio game. Pinocchio and it's themed in in, in the world yeah. of Pinocchio. Like Geppetto came out of a carriage, like yep. he's Dom Toretto in Fast and the Furious. <laughs> He he, really it like, pan, really it like panned up from his feet up to his face. He's like, "It's so good to see you, son." I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, it's about family!" <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Who do you? What are the odds? Um, I saw this trailer and in love with this game. This is the I figured ho- you would be. Yeah, because it, it, it's like what I what I was saying when we were watching this. It really feels like you know Miyazaki was teaching a class of like the basics from software 101 and these devs came in here sat in the front row and just absorbed everything yeah. like from the feel of the story uh from the feel of these characters like bloodborne inspired that creepy ladies in a wheelchair just like Wehrman, you know what i mean the carriage the, what are you riding to uh, uh was it cranehurst castle like cranehurst yeah like there's a lot of bloodborne signaling here um yeah. It, it looked like a shot for shot, like what a From Software trailer of a thing would look like. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the gameplay, it very much feels like a mixture of Bloodborne with the different weapons and the weapon, like brutality of like special abilities that they do. And then mixed with the precision and hook shot of Sekiro. So those are two games that I absolutely love. And though the aesthetic doesn't speak to me as much. I uh, can't say Pinocchio's my jam. Yeah. Would have went yeah. in a different direction, but the action has me. I don't yeah. know. What about you? I, I think the action looked cool. Mm-hmm. There's just something about it visually that not took me out of it, but I was like, it just looks off to me. Fair. It felt like everything was just way too smooth mm-hmm. and like blend almost. I don't know. It could be because it's late, but yeah. The action did look cool. The Pinocchio thing throws me for a loop. 
Fair. Why is Pinocchio getting this dark, gritty action game where he's a badass? And why is he not using his nose as a sword? <laughs> Again, maybe it's a nose Estes blast, Kyle. You don't know this. Uh, I don't but, know. Hey, listen, why is Winnie the Pooh getting a slasher film? Oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. And you know what? Speaking of, like, didn't the Pinocchio live trailer just come out, too? Oh, from Guillermo? No, I think from Disney. Oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, whatever. I, it is cool that you have. Uh, I don't know if he's a cricket in the game. <clears throat> I'm sure he is, but like Jiminy Cricket is in the game. Jiminy's in the game. Yeah. Oh, it's true. He, he's in the lantern and talking to you like your buddy. Hey, he'll be in our podcast in the next week or so. You know. Oh God, don't Can't tell wait. me they're already outside. Can't wait. They're, they they like to like wait at the window and chirp <laughs> like soon. Soon, Kyle. Soon, Kyle. I will distract you for every podcast that you're in. I will make you self-doubt yourself, Sam. All right. Uh, the Surge Dev brings Atlas Fallen to PlayStation 5 next year. Looks pretty cool. Looks pretty cool. It looked a little budgety. Uh, the CG wasn't 100% there, but we saw some gameplay. The gameplay looked. Gameplay looked, yeah. Tight. So this looks like, like skating on sand, like surfing through the sand looks mm-hmm. really, really cool. You know what it's kind of looked like to me, Kyle? I'm looking around, boys. Kind of look like Forspoken a little bit. Traversal wise. <laughs> Don't <laughs> yell at me, internet. No, yeah, a little but, bit. It also gave me uh that Unreal Tech demo vibes a little bit. The, oh, the maybe actual- maybe it's just all the sand, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't like sand. It's close. It gets everywhere. But that look, it looked cool. It looked solid. Yeah. And I really do feel like this generation's also the 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 rise or the resurgence of the second party, the double A game, where it's like mm. this isn't a hundred million dollar project. This is a tens of millions. It's still a lot of money, but not as big of a production of let's say like the God of Wars or or Horizons, like that type. So, and I feel like this studio and their game should be right up your alley, Joe. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, you've never played a Surge game, right? I have not. I definitely need to because it is on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. And from what I understand, it's more like it's not so much about the boss fights as it is about the individual fights mm. in this mm-hmm. game. So cool. Dope, 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 dope. Cool. The next game on the list, The Lords of Fallen. Don't get confused with Lords of Fallen, uh, what came out in the beginning of last generation, PS4, PS, sorry, Xbox One Gen. I feel, um, did it have a PS3 iteration too? Perhaps, but this game is kind of like their soft reboot. And I got to say the trailer looked so much, so much better than than what we saw from the original game. Though I will say, again... Medieval aesthetic as well. Um, I don't think it was like, I think the last game had like some weird like Norse aesthetic, but it looked cool. It kind of looked like a darker version of like Lord of the Rings. Uh, The music choice was a bit odd though, right? It had like, it had some like weird, like. um, It was rock music out of nowhere. Yeah, but it wasn't like Metallica or something. No, it was. um, It It was two hours ago, boys. It was a lot of things uh, happened. It'll come to me. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird where it's like, oh hey, this is it's medieval for a second, but we're transitioning. Oh, it was it was um, mother. There you go. By uh, Danzig. There you go. Hey. Yeah. No gameplay here, but I like what they're going for. It's a 
different direction, but akin to. So let's see if it sticks to landing. Yeah. And I think we're going to see a lot more Souls-born games coming out of the woodwork. Because man. I feel like opening that live was the Souls-like showcase. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Kyle. Next game on the list. Gotham Knights. Can we stop poo-pooing this game, everybody? Looks good. It looks good. Is it going to be like the world on fire? Do something different? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But am I excited to be back in Gotham and kicking Clayface and Harley and Mr. Freeze and finally fight Talon in the Court of Owls in a game? You bet your ass I'm so excited to do that with Joe and with anybody. Like, I am... So excited for this game, and I love that it's just out four days earlier. Yeah, uh, it just man, I cannot wait. It looks stop, good. T- stop talking shit about this game. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Because like, yeah, sure, one of the gameplay trailers didn't yeah. look as good, but like the rest of like the beginning, we were so in. We were playing. Arc of Origins Batgirl. is beyond underrated, in my opinion. Yeah, it, that same team. It's gonna be good. Yeah, it's gonna be. Everyone relax. Relax. All right. Goodness. The that next was- one, the audacity. <laughs> <laughs> audacity. Oh, the whole time of to this set this up. <laughs> Joe was like, Kyle, just just wait to see what they did. The audacity. And I'm watching the whole trailer. I was like, all right. It's like Breath of the Wild. Those things in the sky look weird. Yeah. It's, Does it it's look real good? dumb. It yeah. looks real dumb. And then that date dropped. But go ahead, Joe. Sonic Frontier. Frontiers. Yeah. Up against God of War Ragnarok this November. You read that right. Sega <laughs> and the Sonic team said, we're going to launch our game the Confidence, same day. Gusto. Gusto. And the audacity of this <laughs> Wow. They really the the best my favorite reaction of the whole us live reacting. Yeah. I just burst out laughing instantly. It's like how come on. Because here's the thing, Kyle. Here's the thing. I feel like someone listened to our podcast at Confidence Gusto. Confidence. Mm -hmm. Gusto November eighth. I also love how there were reports, I feel like, over the the past few weeks or rumors of other games moving out of the God of War window. Mm -hmm. And and Sega's like, no. They're like, no, we're snuggling right up. We will stand up. Forget Ragnarok is coming. Sonic is coming. (laughs) Chili dogs are coming. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Wild. (laughs) Goodness. Goddamn gracious. Muffin Mon writes in. Just like you can too, if you head on over to the Trophy Room Discord server link down below, or you at us at PS Trophy Room on Twitter, or you can send us a good old fashioned email. People do that, you know. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> if the leaked Sonic, re- uh, fr- sorry, if the Sonic Sonic Frontiers, it's one o'clock in the morning. Uh, <laughs> release date is real, which probably is. When does God of War move so that it doesn't completely get overshadowed by the Juggernaut? That is Sonic. But for real, why is Sega putting this game out to die? I, I don't. I don't know if it's putting it out to die. I think oh, it's. It comp- I think kids are more likely going to play the Sada game than God of War. Uh, not my kids, but yes, Joe Trophy Room. Hi, yes, hi. I was raising my hand. Uh, they're putting this out because they saw the previews. 
they saw people react to this. They know this is a stinker. And when this game doesn't do well, well, this is the excuse. They're using this as a scapegoat mm. so that if the game doesn't, because you're right, Kyle, it could very much be, oh, this game, totally different audience. It could pass or it could fail. And what's a good good way out if you're an exec? Well, it was right next to God of War. Holiday was so crowded. We just put it here. They're going to they're try to spin it like it's a Horizon Breath of the Wild situation. Exactly. <laughs> if Horizon was Balan but the, the, only, yes. the only difference that is, they totally had time to move the date. <laughs> and Absolutely. they chose to stay. <laughs> um, they had over a month. And they're like, <sighs> November 8th seems great. Yeah. All right. Dune Awakening. Sorry, real, real, someone, Sega read out of uh, paper so they couldn't redo the advertising materials. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> so they're like, you know what? I guess it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it, nobody does posters anymore. You could just fix it in Photoshop. No, 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 no. We, we cannot go back Please. to Office Max <laughs> and expect them to make us new signage. All right. But, sir, Office Max says it. Shut your mouth. I will not be embarrassed again in front of Larry. How dare you? Oh, God. Dune Awakening is an open-world MMO worming its way to the PS5. Uh, I love this trailer. It's a cool I trailer. loved Dune the film. Um, more for its cinematography. I think it was fantastic. Story is a bit long as tooth, and you feel like, oh, the sequel is going to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, yeah. This this look cool. An MMO hidden console. You don't see that every day, Kyle. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. But you weren't in? I I it looks cool. Yeah. Haven't seen the Dune movie, so yeah. I, I that's why I live react. I was like, what is this thing? Um the fact that it is a open world survival MMO that screams, Kyle, you're not gonna have fun, stay away. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, fine. Yeah. Fine. Uh, let's see, let's see. Phantom Hellcat. Phantom Hellcat, a stylish near like okay, that's where the, that's why the gameplay looked familiar esque to me. Uh action game from a brand new studio. Uh Phantom Hellcat, this this looks really cool. It it kind of gave me like um, Guardians vibes because she has like a mm. Sony Walkman on her thigh. Um I love the aesthetic that they're going mm. here for. It's very mm -hmm. neon and purple. It's just it's it's cool. I, I'm digging the vibes out of this one, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah? Nothing more, nothing less? I have my hand raised. I'm waiting oh, for sorry. You to call me. I'm sorry. I was looking at the... <laughs> yes, Kyle? Uh, Kyle from the trophy uh, room? Uh, it does look cool, but I want to mention it because it's not in this rundown, and we talked about it Please. earlier in the show. Please. Destiny 2 Lightfall? Looked rad. That trailer is awesome. <laughs> right? Did not think that was destiny in the slightest. All the neon, the the ropes and the grapple. Mm -hmm. It looks so cool. Like I am I gonna get back into destiny now? I, think I so. feel like I wanna play that really badly. And, and I love like the I don't know why I fell for it because like the Titan is first off wearing a helmet, but like it's wearing a a, a Raphael like bandana oh, on bandana it. Bandana thing, yeah. And I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in, this looks cool. Yeah, the aesthetic is awesome. And yeah. similar to this, a lot of neon, yep. a lot of um, kind of, I don't know, kind of screamed like punk rock to me. I like that. Yeah. All right. Kyle, here's yep. the one for you. 
new Tales of a Borderlands game coming yes. out same day as uh, Gotham Knights. Oh, is it the same day? Yep. And oh. um, Gearbox said they hired the same writing talent. Yes. From Telltale, they brought them over mm-hmm. to Gearbox to make this game. Which has, I have so much more faith in it because of that. Because mm-hmm. I was very worried how they were going to do a new Tales from the Borderlands game. Which, if you haven't played the first one, please do. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I was worried about. But the fact that they got some of that talent from the old school Telltale back, great. I think it looks exactly like what I want from a Tales Borderlands game. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I, I, I'm shocked that it is... Like we again, this leaked a few days ago, but I'm shocked that it's already out in like three months, two months. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty quick. I'm happy for you. I don't know if I'm gonna check it out. Play the first one. I'll play this is the a, first this one is a Wolf sure. Among Us situation. Okay, so maybe if I play it, because like the trailer to me, I'm like, I I think I recognize some of these voices, yeah. but the the characters in the first tales are really really good. Okay, minus I mean, looking back, the Chris Hardware character isn't the best. Okay. But Fair enough, fair enough. Troy's in it. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Let's get Goat Simulator. Oh, yeah. Goat Simulator 3. It exists. uh, And the meme persists because of it. So. Cool. 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 Another Embracer Embracer game. game. Mix and match a modular theme park beyond on PS5. Was this the one where I left because I had to go pee? Yeah, this is the Roller Coaster Tycoon-esque game. Cool beans. Yeah. All right. Oh, boy. We saw more Callisto Protocol. Oh, boy. It sure is going to be gruesome. This game looks brutal as hell. I can't wait to watch this trailer on my OLED in 4K. Because I'll be honest, didn't look great the way we were watching it on YouTube. But even Uh, then, I'm sorry, go for it. No, uh, even then, like the atmosphere, I could tell what it was going for. The I'm not a dead space player, but you kept mentioning stasis. So like mm-hmm. grabbing the enemies and throwing them into the spinny rack. That one enemy you blew its head off and it was still coming after you and it mutated in front of you because you didn't take it out in time. It was it did that oh. cool thing that horror like remember like the the bad guy in like uh men in black where like it rips open, it's like even a bigger thing somehow. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what this thing does. Uh Kingpin so, like, and Daredevil. Kingpin Daredevil? That's Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, oh, oh. I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Playing the, the alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sugar water. <laughs> sugar water. <laughs> what, what, what? You mean sugar water? Sugar water. <laughs> uh. God damn it, we'll see it again. <laughs> it's 1.30 in the morning. Um, the thing that I, I, I loved about finding them, or, or what I saw from finding them was... You shoot something off. If you don't kill him fast enough, the thing starts growing back. Like you start growing tentacles, and like you shot the thing's head clean off, it still came at you. And because you didn't kill it fast enough, which I don't know how you kill something, you remove its head from its body. Yeah, it ripped itself open, and a bigger thing came out. And like it. ripped its chest open, its head, a new head popped out. Ooh. And then after that segment was over. You then get him falling down a tube to uh, Tomb Raider reboot style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and you called it. You're like, we we were totally getting uh, the Lara impaled on a on a branch. 
scene. And we 100% and, did. And boy, did we. <laughs> December 2nd, y'all. This game is yeah. this game's coming out. We've seen gameplay after gameplay, trailer after trailer. They're doing press junkets for it already. So uh, if you're in our fantasy critic league, like Sean Capri is and only he is, I would be I would be really, really <laughs> nervous about this game because it looks awesome. It comes oh. out a week before the game awards. A week before. Maybe it makes mm. hours. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Take Couch Co-op online in Moving Out 2 on PS5 and PS4. Thank you. You're welcome. I wanted to play this game online uh, for Extra Life for a six. Wanted to do the first game, and we couldn't do it. And it's a bummer. If you like Overcooked or that style of co-op game, you are just movers moving people out. And it's yeah. goofy. It's fun. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. That's cool. Huge news, Kyle. Yeah. Move over. We got new competition in the podcast space. <sighs> Hideo Kojima plots a new Spotify podcast exclusive to Spotify. Going to be weird because he speaks Japanese and not fluent English. But there's going to have an English version of it. How do you have a translated conversation? Yeah, it's not Kojima. <laughs> exactly. And how do you, like... I mean, yeah, it's Kojima's words, but still. But is it going to be read like a script? It's like, Kojima laughed at this point, and then no. says something, and then Gus says it. Like, I could imagine Kojima's voice will be softer in the background, and then translator will uh, be talking over him. Yeah, okay, um, I didn't even think of that. I'm a big idiot. How dare you, Kojima, coming yeah. for us like that? I bet you got a lot of money for being on Spotify. Where's our bag, right. Spotify? What are you talking about? Come on. Gosh, How dare you? Okay. I, oh, my God. What is this t- title of this, I don't this know. headline? This, Sammy Barker, you need to go to church. Lick a stick with killer clowns from outer space on PS5, PS4. Here's a fun little tidbit about my life that y'all don't know, and I'm letting you in on this. When I was a wee lad... We watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space with my cousin, Carlos. My cousin Carlos, after watching that, those movies, deathly afraid of clowns. So every time there was a clown present, we'd kind of like sneak him over. Like he, we would make him like unaware and we would freak him the hell out. We did it like three or four times where he almost, he almost peed himself. It was hilarious. <laughs> So that's what I think about with this game. But it seems like kind of like, um, you know, Friday the 13th or like. Yeah, it's going to be asymmetrical kind of multiplayer game. And then honorable mention, just because this was a highlight for me. High on life. Xbox Game Pass. Exclusive. Uh, This will probably come to PlayStation later. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of expletives in this. We can't quote a single thing. No. But you're shooting talking guns at a boss, and the talking guns are talking trash to the boss, and you have a knife that's Australian. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's focused on cutting this Just think, if you've seen Rick and Morty, or if you played Trover Saves the Universe, or Accounting Plus, that's this game. (laughs) That's this game, and Morty is the gun. Yeah. Justin Roiland. God bless this man. That said... Question of the night comes from Yuna. Hey there, guys. Hope your day went well. It went swimmingly. Uh, My question this week is in regards to Gamescom opening night live. Is what games are you sold on now, still skeptical on now, and just not sold on whether it be just not your type of game or just need to see more of it to be on board 
hopefully it was a good show. Just keeping expectations in check. I think it was a decent show. I don't think it was great. Again, I think it needs to be a little bit more condensed. But other than running a little bit long in the tooth, I feel like it was decent. That said, Kyle, what games from this list are you sold on? What <clears throat> games aren't you? Take it away. Uh, Gotham Knights. Sold. For sure. Um, Ooh, man. Callisto Protocol, for yeah. sure. Uh, high in Life, even though Xbox. So and good. like. Looks so good. And I'll be honest, we know our history here. I won't get into it. Hogwarts Legacy continues to have me intrigued the yeah. more and more I see it. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, th- those are my highlights. But, like, I, there wasn't, like, I'll also be a little real. I'm tired of the CG trailers. They're uh, cool. They're pretty. I want to see the game I'm playing a little bit more. I feel like there's a lot of that in the industry now. It's like, just show me the game. But at the same exact time, it's like, how are you going to get devs? Yes. Over I to get this it. game. Absolutely. Know? 100. I get I get it. I understand why. It, I would like a little bit more of a mixture. Like there was this one game at near the end, the finals, mm. that game show shooter thing. Yes, from they were like, Battlefield oh, devs. Yeah, we're we're gonna show you a little bit of gameplay. There was like half a second of gameplay in that thing. Yeah, that was, I was like, oh <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, anything you're not sold on? Other than Sonic, uh, Sonic. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, and Destiny 2. So that trailer sold me big time. Oh, absolutely. Expansion. So I'm, um, I'm kind of like Tales from Borderlands, actually. So the, 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 again, it was the the beginning was was pretty pretty big. Yeah. There there was nothing I, that I saw that I was like, oh, that looks bad. It just it's just not for me. Yeah, and I think maybe that's the perspective we could also add. It not being for us doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It's just yeah. not for us. Yeah. Because yeah. there wasn't a lot of things that I like, oh, this looks like garbage. Why is it here? Uh, it was just like, eh, not for me. I'll pass. Like, we we completely spoke over the Genshin Impact segment. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> completely. This is it's not just a, not for us. Yeah. Not a gotcha podcast. This is nope. a, Yeah. Now, here's what I'm sold on, Kyle. The PlayStation 5 Pro Controller. I have sold on that DualSense Edge give it to me hopefully and this is the one thing that they need to address the the analog stick drift that better be solved in here oh yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah. imagine since you can swap them out shouldn't it be too bad sure but i don't want to pay or having to pay for it like that should just be no i i just mean like in its design i feel oh. like it'd be harder to get drift because it's swappable fair cuz yeah you're probably using different Mm-hmm. different components to make that work yeah, unless yeah. the component itself is just not sought like is soldered yeah. onto the dual sense board mm-hmm. perhaps anyway but that's for some nerd to break apart online to do a true <laughs> unboxing for with their white gloves and totally smarter Ugh. than i so i'm sold on that sounds like you are you are you expl- <laughs> describing you i got blue gloves when i do unboxings i don't got the white no, ones you had, i thought you did some white glove unboxings did i I think you did. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, Hogwarts Legacy, I'm sold on. Sorry, guys. I, I, I like what I saw. What can I say? Um, Lies of P was one of my games of the show. Thought it was fantastic. Um, and then what else? What else? Because Gotham Knights. So, look, there was a lot of games. Why am I being so picky? Yeah. Dune Awakening, I'm intrigued about. I would like to know more. Uh, Phantom Hellcat, 
I'm on board with. So yeah, there was actually a lot of games that I was into. It maybe just comes down to the pacing for me. So there was yeah. a lot of games I was sold on. The ones that I'm not are 110. percent uh, The what is it? Dead Island Two. That needs to show why it's worth it. And honestly, it seemed like what made Dead Island at least thematically make sense was like how powerful those trailers were. I didn't see any of that here. But yeah, totally different tone. Maybe it's trying to totally redefine itself from Dying Light, but only time will tell. And mm-hmm. I, I need that time. Two Can times. I also uh, point out something else that I think Jeff needs to fix? What's that? Because it is like palm to the face, just embarrassing. His jacket game was weak. This most no? wanted PlayStation game nominees oh, God. were the next Supermassive game, which was also nominated for best for Xbox most game? wanted Xbox game. Uh, uh, Lies of P. Yep. And One Piece Odyssey. Those were the nominees for most wanted PlayStation game. Xbox's nominees were were not as weren't any better either. Just I, who's making these nominees? Are they paying for those spots? Like what is? <laughs> and only three and one share one game shared on both lists. Like yeah. I don't. Very odd to me. Very very odd. Maybe there were only European studios, but like, I yeah, it was Ooh, very. That's, it's like, that's fair. Does God of War Ragnarok? Do they not know about it? Yeah, so right. Was it, like Spider Man Two, Wolverine, Last of Us remake, which comes out in two weeks. Like, like I don't. Uh, uh, yeah. Weird flex, Jeff. Weird. Yeah. But you yeah, know yeah. what? The strongest flex was that lady on the space station. Who oh my god! Did yeah. A flip. Multiple flips. Multiple. <laughs> she, like, come on, you didn't have to go that hard. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, that was the, you know, uh, Gamescom opening night live. Yep. It was exactly what I think it was going to be, or thought it was going to be. So yeah, yeah, fun. We're we're getting back into like showcase season. We got the Disney Marvel mm-hmm. thing in two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Then eventually a PlayStation one. Hopefully three weeks. In September. Let's knock out wood. Confidence. Yeah. Do so. Hey, you know what Sony should do? Take a page out of Sega. You know. <laughs> Same date as the Disney and Marvel showcase. Same time, even. Same time. <sighs> Same time, confidence. What if? What if? Oh my God! What if PlayStation came out, whatever the showcase was, uh-huh. and they they bring Sonic Frontiers, but in that showcase, without telling Sega, they moved the date. <laughs> <laughs> like we'll do it for you. It's it's yeah. fine. November 9th. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> All right, everybody. That has been the breakdown of opening night live. Now, Kyle, it is time. Are you holding on to something? I am. Prepare the drop. Here are the latest deals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. August 22nd, Spectre Woods on PlayStation 5. On August 23rd, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Probably not on PS5 and PS4. The mask's getting harder. Have you seen it? Have you heard about this? Oh, I know all about it, Joe. One plus one is two. You don't have to break it down. You know? One of the many reasons why I was done with teaching. Yeah. I hate it. Arithmetic is getting ridiculous i don't like it yeah fallen oh, legion hold on real yeah. quick uh let me get my teacher's okay. so i know it's late uh-huh. uh stop worrying about how the kids solve it and just whatever works for them <laughs> let them do it the way they want why do we have to make sure they know fifty thousand different ways to do one simple math problem yeah i'm sorry it's fine yeah it's all right fallen legion rise to glory 
slash Fall of Legion Revenants on PS5. Okay. Midnight Fight Express on PS4. Just got a code for it, by the way. Yeah. Well, worth your time from what I see. Saints Row on PS5, PS4. Maybe you don't buy that game right now. Maybe you wait. Maybe you wait till they iron out the bugs. Or maybe you don't. Life's a puppy. You choose. Yars, Yars, recharge on PS5 and PS4. On August 25th, F1 Manager 2022 on PS5, PS4. Real quick, August 24th, Soul Hackers 2, PS5, PS4. Right. On... uh, Sean Capri's uh, Fantasy League versus yep. us. I know this is the third time I mentioned it. Just wanted to say they thought that game was going to be a 90. It's a 76. I don't the critic. Uh, <laughs> I got that phrase. 25th of August, F1 Manager 2022 on PS5, PS4. I was a teenager, exocolonist. Wild. On PS5, PS4. Idol Manager on PS5, PS4. And Miss Kobashi's Dragon Maid, Sarkitsu Chokagon Dragon Breath. <laughs> On PS4. You tried. Good job. Dude, come on. How many syllables? You're right. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, Sakuretsu, Choragon Breath. Oh, you don't have to fucking show off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for the hard F. I'm sorry. I didn't get the bleep button, but how dare you? Listen, S- it's two o'clock in the morning. It's two o'clock. SD Gundam Battle Alliance on PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. Shinkan. Me and the professor on summer vacation. <laughs> Shin, Shin-chan. It's an old uh, Cartoon Network cartoon, I think. He's getting his own game. I remember watching it in college. It's it's weird. Guys, what's with these titles? <laughs> Can we workshop it to get it just down a little bit? Jesus. 26th of August. NHRA. I thought it was the NA. <laughs> the NRA. <laughs> I'm like, you have your your own game? Okay, that's brave. Uh, Championship Drag Racing on Speed for All on PlayStation 5 and PS4. Pac-Man World Repack on PS5 and PS4. That's the remake, I think. The Company Man on PS5 and PS4. What a wild week for video games. It's a wild week. So many syllables. My goodness gracious. Kyle, are you ready for our favorite segment? Each and every week, we ask you for questions for the show. It's time for the Sony Pony Express. Yeah! yeah. Oh. Three o'clock in the morning. Toxic writes in, hey guys, hope all is well. Since you'll be t- uh, talking about the Last of Us clip, loved it by the way. I thought Pascal's voice was perfect. I know, right? Yeah. 20 seconds, 20 mm-hmm. seconds. Perfect. Uh, would also love to hear your spoiler-free thoughts on House of the Dragon. If you guys watch it personally, I can't wait to see more. Likewise. I haven't watched House of the Dragon yet, but I'll probably watch it by the time we do our stream on Saturday, so we can probably talk it. Oh, talk about it then. Absolutely. But let me tell you something. Spoiler alert. I cannot take the guy that played Doctor Who's wig seriously. Trim the hair. Do what you got to do. I'm not buying that mop for a second. (laughs) All right. The good sir writes in, hey, fellas, first off, let's raise a glass to Kyle for being a brave little toaster. Great movie. (laughs) I never. I don't know. I don't know what that references. Anyway, and getting through his root canals. Much love to you, friend. Now, let's talk about the biggest news to come out of uh, opening night live. Return to Monkey Island release date. Yes, I'm predicting this as the show hasn't happened yet. As hey, congrats. Congrats. Notre Dame is over here. You got an inside source? 
concern we don't know about. What's your experience with the series or point-to-click adventure games in general? Do you guys have any interest in this future masterpiece of a game? This has been my most anticipated game since it's been announced, and I can't believe we're getting another game in the series. Maybe there's hope for Dark Cloud 3. Kyle? I am a simple man, but I like simple things. Things that poke joy in my heart. I have no history with Monkey Island. What are you doing? Why are Sorry. You, why are you I'm tired. And the way you said Nostradamus took me out of it. Oh, you say? forgot the S. You're like, Notradamus. <laughs> There's something like that. I was like, oh, man. Oh, it's four o'clock in the morning. I'm tired. Fair enough. Okay. So, uh, yeah, no history with Monkey Island at all. None. But um, that trailer during the show had us, it, it woke us up stellar. a little bit. It was yeah. very, very good. Stellar. Because I just, the guy's arms going on. Uh, I wrote place. down his name. Uh, Stan, Stan S. Sandman. Stan the Sandman. God bless you. And also, you. the pre order item is a horse yep. uh, mount thing that has no game <laughs> significance or cosmetic or um, anything. It's just there. I'll just be in your inventory. <laughs> It'll just be there. Yeah. Put it in here. That's cool. great. Great. I am going to definitely think about buying this on Switch, but just wait for it to come to PlayStation, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think this game will come to PlayStation? I would hope so. And when it comes to point-and-click games, uh, I'm a master of Oregon Trail, good sir, and of the Oregon Trail. Did I say yeah. that one right? You got Son it, yeah. of a bitch. <laughs> Um, and there was an awesome Star Wars point-to-click game that I loved. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Griffin writes in, Hello, friends. Hello to you, Griffin. Hello. What do you think will come next, or will see next, from Naughty Dog, apart from the remake and the multiplayer project? Everyone seems to think we'll be getting a new IP, but personally, I think we'll be getting The Last of Us Part Three. And an announcement might come sooner than we think. In my opinion, part two demands a sequel more than part one originally did. And the character arcs seem to set up for a bigger conclusion as a trilogy. I also think they'd complete the trilogy while the sorry, while they still have Neil Druckmann on board and avoid the HBO series running out of source material as the show enters its later seasons. Part two was announced almost four years before it was released. And if, sorry, and if the same goes for part three, we could get a teaser of an announcement relatively soon. If we're getting part three, what would you like to see from it? It's a great question. Oh, great, great question. question. Um, I'm in a similar boat I was before part two was a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need another Last of Us game. Okay. I'm kind of happy where part two ended. I love part two. I've said that before. It's a masterpiece in my eyes. I don't care. Um, I am fine with the way things ended. Mm. But I totally trust Naughty Dog to blow our minds and give us something that we didn't know we needed. Mm-hmm. And add to that story, and I want to know more about Abby. I want to know more about older Ellie. I would assume, and like, what possibly could come from how part two ended. I'm not too worried about the show running out of things. Right. I trust that Neil is not going to pull and drag it too long. Yeah, I think again, there's. 
this like four or five year in between Last of Us Part One and Part Two that they get to play around with with the show, and then with Part Two you get to you know take a golf club to it and see where it goes. Every week with you. <laughs> Every week, how dare Every you? Every week, I choose chaos, and so that's where I'm thinking. I do think part three is a inevitability at this point. I don't want to see though Naughty Dog be just the Last of Us factory. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think part three is the thing that's going to first off, whatever the multiplayer project is, I think that's going to help fill the world out with lore and, and things to do uh, and people to pull in to the show. And then at the same exact time, I do think part three is happening, but I do think they're working on a new IP next. Yeah. So, because I think as a studio, you do need a break from these projects, right? Like this is super serious. So maybe you want to do like, think about it. When you see a game like, great example is The Surge, right? It's like a mechanized, like, you know, Cybertron-esque world, right? Mm -hmm. And then what's their next game? This high fantasy game. So you want to kind of break it up for the dev team to get to creatively challenge themselves on something else before you get on to the magnum opus or whatever, the end yeah. cap that is part three. So I do think part three is happening. I do agree with you 110%, Griffin, that, yeah, this is definitely like they left way more questions than answers here. And I do think Ellie is on a bigger journey in part three mm. for sure. There's still a journey for her to go on. Yeah. Give um, me that uh, that space game. Naughty Dog space game. Yeah. Maybe they do a space game. That'd maybe cool. it's Prey 2. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they, did, they bought it from Xbox. Nathan Drake in space. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Last question. It's not really a question. It's more of a comment. Comes from Enigma. He goes, yee-haw. Yee-haw. Just wanted to say, looking forward to Saturday. Hey. Have a good day. Thanks, Thanks Brett. too, man. Um, Yeah. And just to remind everybody, Saturday is our Trophy Room Community Stream Day. Come for the games. Come for the special podcasts. Come for the major cool announcements and reveals that we'll be doing live on the All stream. All the sweet num-nums. All right. Mm, let's back away with that. That's so, what you get. <laughs> how dare you say it? It's six o'clock in the morning. You want to tear me up like this? <laughs> I'm getting ready for work. That's how they work. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So follow us over there at twitch.tv/slash ps trophy room. I want to thank everybody who wrote in this week because y'all had some amazing questions, comments, and I wish I could get to all of them. But again, it's now 6.30 in the morning, so I can't. Yeah. But thank you all, everybody, for writing in, for sending your questions, your comments, and all that jazz over to us. It really does mean a lot. And when you have so many amazing questions like this week, it really does help the show dramatically. So thank you all for making the show it, it what it is. And uh, Kyle, before we get on out of here, because that's been the trophy room this week, what do you got the spotlight, my friend? Uh, Myself, Mr. Ksep, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Uh, go follow all the indie game coverage that we're doing over at 61 Indie at S I X O N E I N D I E dot com. And wherever you listen to podcast services, 61 IndieCast, I'm taking over hosting duties now. Mm-hmm. Um, we record that live every Thursday at 8 p.m. over at 8 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv slash 61 Indie. I'm tired. (laughs) I know, dude. I like because you know what we had steam like during the whole show, 
and then like once we press record we're like and we're done what what happened was the the mountain dew is it's it i was i was up and now we're we're crashing, crashing down we're crashing also, hard by the way uh last week we were like what what was stones all about you know the the, the measurement got a lot oh. of I got a lot of people saying it's like stones are like like seven pounds American. Oh, okay. yeah. But a lot of people came back and like, this is why this is a legitimate measurement. It's not. All right. I'll even take the <laughs> Again, I love how they're going to your DMs <laughs> and not coming in mine at all. <laughs> Listen, man, I got, I got again a lot of awesome people reached out. I loved it. My loved DMs it. are open. You can yell at me, too. Well, it's there fun. was also someone on PSN. So, so, you know, oh, okay. except some people on PSN, gosh darn it. I do all the time. What are you talking about? Lies and slander. You can okay. follow me over at Mr. Badbit on Twitter. You can find the show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. And gang, look, it is 7 o'clock in the morning. We're still recording this podcast. We're putting it out, burning the midnight oil for y'all. If you appreciate all the hard work that we do, it really does mean a whole lot. I know things are, you know, times are tough, but it really does mean a lot. It helps us grow this show and make these big dreams that we have in store a reality. It makes us look good, sound great. Head on over to patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Get exclusive shows, interviews, all that jazz. And, you know, help support the show at the same exact time by getting awesome content and all that jazz. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, Keep your wits about you. Keep hunting. Keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Bye-bye. I love you.